When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are New York. Bernie and Sid in the morning. Talk Radio 77. WABC. I am woman, hear me roll. In numbers too big to ignore. And I know too much to go back and pretend. Well, you know it's a big, big day here on the Bernie and Sid in the Morning Show on Talk Radio 77 WABC when you can start a show with the great Ellen Reddy. Lou, in your uh, Hall of Fame radio career, the great Lou Rafino back with Bernie and Sid. What, a, what an unbelievable thing this has become. When was the last time in your 30-plus year career, I miss all the greats, you started a show with Ellen Reddy? I will have to say... None. <laughs> I swear to God, zero. Yeah, never. But it's, it's, good, a to pro- hear, it's good to hear again. No, no it's, it's a perfect great. song. Perfect. I am woman. You're a good programmer, I got to tell you. You are. Are you being serious, you're kidding? T- you, you can't tell still, I guess. No, but right? coming from you, I mean, that's... No, uh, that's... I, when you came with the idea yesterday to me, what did I tell you? You said that's a great idea. I said great idea. <laughs> you did. I do. I love when people have great I- great ideas. I don't want to have to think about all this stuff. All well, the coming time. from you, that is a huge ringing endorsement because I think you're the greatest of all time. Uh, so thank you for no, that. No, no, okay, stop. I mean that. We've got a great okay. show today. I Am it. Woman is... Uh, <laughs> it makes sense because today, here on the Bernie and Sid in the Morning Show and all throughout the day... On Talk Radio 77 WABC, we're going to celebrate International Women's Month with International Women's Day. So we've got a bevy, which is a very good word, by the way, a bevy of great guests stopping by, females and men. We've got some men, too, but mostly females. In fact, we'll start the day off coming up at 7.05 with the First Lady of WABC. That's what I call her, the First Lady of WABC. I wish... She was the first lady of New York, or maybe even the first lady in Washington, D.C., but we'll take what we can get. The lovely and smart and just so sweet Margot Katsimatidis will join us at 7.05. That is our first lady on the air today. Then at 8.05, this is a young lady that I've become very friendly with. She's a tremendous attorney. She is the counsel, in-house counsel for Red Apple Media, all the businesses, all of John's businesses, I guess, Energy, Oil, Gristini's, the radio station. I think she does it all. She's very, very bright, and um, she's done a lot for me and Danielle. Emily Pankow will stop by at 8 o'clock. Then at 8.40, they don't come any better than this. 
the judge. Oh, yes. Now a part of the five every day on Fox News, Judge Jeanine Pirro. She'll open a can of whip whip ass, I should say, on somebody. Biden, somebody's in big trouble today. When Judge Jeanine stops by at 840 this morning, then coming up at 905, NBA Hall of Famer, WNBA Hall of Famer, first lady ever to win uh, a, a championship in a men's league as a female coach. She was a great player, too. Nancy Lieberman stopping by at 905. And then, as if that's not enough, the funniest of them all, she is hilarious every time she's on with me. She has no idea who I am. She's in her 90s. She is probably the queen. She's not probably. She is the queen of gossip in New York. The great Cindy Adams comes on me. What about once a month? Alec, would you say? Yeah, I would say once a month. I actually spoke to her yesterday on the phone to confirm, and uh, she's very excited. She's ready to go. She has no idea who I am. She has no clue. She sat with me. You know, uh, talking about Margot Katsimatidis. John, our great owner and boss, made Margot this beautiful birthday party about uh, two or three months ago at the University Club. Very fancy place. And me and Danielle came. And our table was a great table. It was John. It was Mark Simone. It was Larry Kudlow and his wife. It was Rick Friedberg and his wife, who, by the way, should be on today, and Cindy. And Cindy ended up leaving the party with me and Danielle. We spent a lot of time together. She was on the show like a week after that. She had no idea who I was. That's a party. Well, now you that have is to a go. party, right, bro? <laughs> Your wife and Cindy Adams. The, the conversation yesterday actually ended. She wants uh, you have to go on her show now. She says that every time, and she never invites me. Well, she did. She invited you through me. She doesn't know who I am. Well, that's fine. She'll get to learn a lot more about you. Maybe even catch your name. She uh, when you go on her show. She wants to bang Bill O'Reilly. I'm not sure that's the right word for a 91-year-old woman, but she wants to bang Bill O'Reilly. She um, she has this crush on Chad Lopez, which uh, which is cute. And I think she once took a cold shower with Val Kilmer. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Cindy, it's O'Reilly here, Cindy. Stop, call, stop calling. Before it all went, you know, south for Val, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. So she's going to stop by today. Then, of course, it's Tuesday, so Bo Deedle is going to be here. He's always great coming up at 740. Lou. First time you'll be back with... Oh, no, you were here with Bo last week. That's right. I saw him. Oh, you saw him? I saw him. We waved. Oh, okay. He sent me a... four guns under his jacket. I saw Uh, I know. He sent me a video (laughs) yesterday that was... Just kidding. ...terrifying. And I showed it to Justin about 15 minutes ago. Live footage from a bunch of Ukraine soldiers who happened upon a couple of cars that were stopped in the snow. And when they went to search the cars... There were bodies riddled with bullets, a husband, a wife, a son in the backseat of the car. It's very gory, very detailed. I showed it to you, Justin. You saw that. You're like, oh, my God. Yeah, it looks like something uh, really right out of a horror movie, right out of one of those true crime things you'd see on, like, Netflix or, or you know. But it's real life. So. Real life. Yeah, so Bo is uh, crushed over that, obviously, as we all are. So Bo will talk about that. And then coming up at about 645 is the man that uh, wrote my book, which I'm really excited about. Once again, Citizens United. This is a big deal. Postal Press, Simon & Schuster, set for release sometime late August, early September. I want to get it done early August and have a big book signing party at John Katzmatidis Hanson's house. I don't know if he knows that yet, but, you know, folks folks came up big for me with this book. We've got five blurbs. We've got uh, Bill O'Reilly wrote a great blurb, Chaz Palminteri, Miranda Devine, Craig Carton, and Peter King. And then two forwards in the book, one by Bernard McGurk, of course, and one by John Katz and Matides. All you guys are mentioned in the book, all of you. 
And I think you're really going to enjoy this book. Johnny now, Russo for people, wrote it. For people that don't know, that's not the Gianni Russo from The Godfather. No, that's not. You wrote the, his name this morning. I did, yeah. Yes, it's just John Russo, who wrote Anthony Cumia's book, which did very, very well a couple of years ago. You know Anthony, of course, Lou, from the great uh, Opie and Anthony show. Tremendous. It's great. I love him. He wrote his book, and he wrote Ronnie Jackson's books, and he wrote this book, and he said to me, and I quote, this is far and away the best book I've ever written. So he will join us uh, coming up at 640. You can buy the book right now on Amazon.com. Pre-sales are up. Just go to Amazon.com, Citizens United, and get your copy of that book today. So we got a huge guest list today all week long. we got great guests. I know that Tim Tebow is going to stop by on Thursday. Bill O'Reilly is going to stop by on Thursday. Joe Beningo is going to stop by on Wednesday. Love May- you, bro. Yes. Maybe Mike Brancessa on Friday. So we got a uh, a boatload of big-name guests the rest of the week until Bernard gets back on Monday. Once again, if you don't know, you weren't listening yesterday. Bernard is in for round three of his uh, chemotherapy. He's at Sloan Kettering. Not there yet, going later on this morning. He will be back here on Monday. He sends his love. Appreciates uh, all of the kind messages that you folks continue to to, um, to send him every day. And he um, he's humbled. He is. He's doing well. He feels strong. He feels relatively optimistic that this bout, this round of chemo will be his last. Uh, they said he'll need somewhere between three and five rounds. This is three. And he's really hoping this is it. So we'll uh, we'll find out more on Monday when Bernie gets back. But we will keep you entertained, updated, and provoke you all week long with a bunch of nonsense. That's what we do. Yeah, it sounds – I mean, listen uh... – when you're when you're here uh, with with just the boys, and you know, unfortunately, Bernie's absent. Um, it tends to be that way. It does. The cats get to play. Right. Exactly. I mean, we promote ourselves on this station. We tell the truth and uh, no BS and all that stuff, which we do. I think it's fair to say <clears throat> that. Uh, <clears throat> dying here. Hello. Me and Bernie, we don't care. We don't care if we upset you. We don't care if we don't. Uh, pontificate what most people in this area believe and think. In fact, most times we go the other way. We don't care. So the truth on this show is what's most important. But the truth is our truth. I say this to Bernie all the time. One man's truth is another man's lie. Now, we don't believe that because we are so committed to what we believe. There's only one truth. There's only one. Hold on. I'm writing that down. Write that down, Lewis. There's only one. He's taking taking very diligent notes in that. Well, you know, Danielle got mad at me one time years ago, and she said to me, let me tell you something, Sid. One man's trash is another man's treasure. I never forgot that. One man's trash is another man's treasure. And one man's truth is another man's lie. But on this show, I really believe, especially me, Bernie's so in the bag for Trump and and the Republicans that it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm not, but I have to tell you that Bernie, all these years together, all the things he said along the way, he has been right about almost all of it, almost all of it. And he, and I'm convinced at this point that what we say on this show is the closest thing to the truth you're ever going to hear. But, but that's not the show. We are still about being entertaining, having fun, you know, having a couple of laughs, a couple of yucks along the way getting to know some of the guys on the show personally, right? That's when you start to develop this this bond with the audience that you just don't get if you're just reporting the news. A lot of you folks don't like that. You just want us to come on and say how great Trump is and how bad Biden is, and, and that's it. 
We don't care about Danielle, Ava, Gabe, your stupid movies, your stupid books. You know, there's like five of you that say that. The other thousands, I get messages all the time. Oh, my God, you're the greatest. I can't believe it. You and Bernie are the best. You're great. You're great. You're great. But there's like five of you that don't want to hear the rest of that stuff. And I just uh, go F off. I don't care. It's not, it's not for the faint, uh, faint of heart. Go watch the news. That's all. But we, uh, we do it differently here. So we're going to miss Bernie desperately the next four days because he's great. He's not good. He's great. And I like when he's here, obviously. But um, we'll get through. Because look at this cast. Lou Rafino, Luke Lograno, Justin Ellick. Come on. Frankie Diaz with an E. And a host of others. And we dress like this so that you can stand out. Right, right. Because if you dress like this, you look just as good as I do. Exactly. Right. 100%. Right. That's right. your Ursinus College baseball shirt. Yeah. It's a big school. It's Well, it's uh, huge. Ginormous. Huge. Yeah. Reggie Jackson went there. Yeah. Uh-huh. No. He actually set the home run record. Single... That's not true. Okay. None I actually of that don't true. think I can imagine Justin wearing a suit. Like, I'm having trouble picturing that. Like, I can Justin see it. dressing I, up. I clean up very nice. I can see it. But when's the last time you cleaned up? Um, 19, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, listen, if you saw me on a Saturday night, you'd be like, whoa, who's that guy? Really? Yeah. yeah he looks even more gross. <laughs> Where'd you go on Saturday night? I, you know, I'll break out the cowboy boots and go and shoot some pool. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Cowboy I'm like, boots. uh, I'm like a city slicker. You are. You're kind of like a city slicker. Yes. Yeah. I can see that. So, well, I mentioned the fact that Bo Deedle is going to stop by at 740 and he sent me this video, this really graphic, horrifying video of Ukraine soldiers coming up on cars that were parked in the snow, which had dead bodies in those cars. So we've been saying for days, me and Bernie, that it may not be a bad idea at some point for Zelensky and the Ukrainian people to just relent, give Putin what he wants to a certain extent, and stop the bloodshed, because it's inevitable that Russia is going to win. The question becomes, in this really courageous battle, this amazing fight that the Ukrainians are in fact, putting on, how many casualties do they want to and, they can, and can they afford to suffer in doing this? Because the the video that Bo Dito sent me yesterday is one of about 100 I've received. It is really nasty. Innocent families, mothers, fathers, children, gunned down, murdered in the street. The Russians are telling the Ukrainian folks, get out of here before we move in. And when they start to leave... When they comply and start to leave, the Russians blow their cars up or shoot them. It is unbelievable. So while Zelensky's courageous and all these other folks there, we're putting up a fight, we're not quitting. While it's on the surface, it's inspiring. It's becoming a bit deadly. Well, not only that, um, I think they, uh, you know, they have these uh, pathways for them to, you know, uh, get out. Right. To get out of Ukraine. But they kill them. No, but not only that, but the pathways are leading them right into Russia. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, anyway, the Ukrainian ambassador, as uh, Pete Morgan makes his way into the studio and gives a big hug to Lou Rufino, uh the Ukrainian ambassador, this is number four, Lou, I need you here, was uh, telling these Russian diplomats that, uh, hey, you guys are crazy and we're not going to relent. This is cut number four. Those who posted today this text, Foreign Minister Lavrov, the goal of Russia's special military operation is to stop any war that could take place on Ukrainian territory or that could start from there. Russian embassy in London, retweeted by the Russian foreign ministry. 
Let me remind the Russian diplomats that in London, in case of need for mental help, you can dial NHS line 111. Thank you. <laughs> They're crazy. And then you get the Ukrainian uh, military police. This guy was on Newsmax yesterday, and he had a very nice little message for Vladimir Putin. This is number five. Uh, I want to say some bad words, you know. Uh, Blank you, Putin, you know, I don't know how to say this, uh, not to not to offend your viewers. Uh, I just want to say to Putin our, uh, that what our soldiers told to his uh, Russian military ship. Um, sorry, go f*** yourself <laughs> with all this story. You know, because we understand that it's a salami tactics just to cut piece by piece of Ukraine. So then in half a year he will st- start another war and say, I want another part of Ukraine, then another part of Ukraine. We will never accept this. This is our territory. Crimea is Ukraine. Donbass is Ukraine. And he is aggressor. And he cannot demand from us anything. And uh, to say the truth, we are winning the war. And we are not going to surrender in any way. There you have it, folks. We are winning the war. We are not going to surrender in any way. The Ukrainians will continue to fight. I think it's a mistake. But, uh, hey, these folks are tough, no question about it. All right, big guest list again today coming up at 645, the author of Citizens United, Johnny Russo. That'll be an entertaining conversation. Coming up at 705 to kick off our International Women's Day, Margot Katsimatidis. We'll talk to Bo Deedle coming up at 740. Red Apple Media in-house counsel Emily Pankow coming up at 805. Judge Janine Pirro coming up at 840. Nancy Lieberman, Hall of Famer, coming up at 905. Cindy Adams coming up at 925. Lydia Reports at 825. And the great Pete Morgan, Peerless Spoilers, dear, 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 dear friend in the house today as well. Going to be a great show. Keep it right here. Tuesday morning, Bernie and Sid. And we'll be back right after these short messages. On this International Women's Day, the great Deborah Harry Blondie, Lou Rufino, playing all the right music. Was this from American Gigolo? That's it. Look at you. The great Richard Gere. This was a theme song, right, Lou? Why should I be surprised? You're up on all of it. (laughs) I used to love her. Yeah. I was a big Blondie Blondie fan. This is a a big day here on the station celebrating women, which uh, is my favorite thing. She's They're touring again. Do you believe it? I know, but she looks... Well, it's wrong. I know. She's got to be close to 70. I know. So when, she, like, when, she, right, when she's dancing to the tide is high, it's rough, though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, uh, but I loved her, and uh, I would go see her. I don't care. She's a pioneer. She absolutely is a pioneer. And uh, as many women on this show are today, from Cindy Adams to Judge Jeanine Pirro to Margot Katsimatidis, you, Pete Morgan, Mr. Peerless Spoilers, uh, I'll be married 30 years to the beautiful Danielle in June. You're married to Maureen a long time, too, right? How long now? Um... 33 years next 33 month. 33 years. God bless. Wow. That would be scorched earth for many, but <laughs> not for you. Not for you. You guys, 33 get, you, you years. guys, wow. you guys get along great. You love each other. Oh, yeah. She's, uh, as you know, she's a character. Yeah. She's a good lady. Yeah. She's, yeah. 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 
How do you feel? You feel good? You look great. Feel good? Yeah. So wonderful to see Lou. Yeah. My man. I, I wish we were just talking. I haven't seen him in four years. Since I just left. We went out one night. We went to see uh, Bartlett and Tony in Jersey. Oh, really? A few months after the show ended. And yeah, it was, Lou, close, yeah, it was close to summertime, yeah. probably. It was really hot. The place was, the joint was jammed. Small. Was sold out, small venue. So, uh, you know, they start, they introduce me to the crowd. I'm like, well, no, the boiler guy? Right. So they had a little ovation. Then they introduced Lou because we were sitting together at a high top. They went nuts. They went absolutely. Like Tom Jones. I, I mean, honest to God, they went absolutely crazy. It I was know. like a standing ovation. They got more. He got more of an applause, more of a, it was so loud. I know. It was louder than the guards. Listen, I, I have to tell you, and I'm, and I'm being honest, I've gotten so many texts from people who are like, hey, can I come into the studio? I just want to meet Lou Rafino. Oh, thank yeah. God. Yeah. I'm like, I'm here for six years. You know, I got all this stuff going on. Bernard is like a, a Hall of Famer. All they want to do is meet Lou Rafino. It's, it's the God's honest truth. You should have seen the crowd. And then going in, you see people, you know, kind of snickering. Is that Lou? Is that Lou? Yeah. On the way out, once they realized who he was, he, he could barely get out of the place. Unbelievable. It was unbelievable. That's, yeah, it was really I, fantastic. I, I had no underwear left, actually. <laughs> And now he's back after a couple of years of literally being, like, excommunicated <laughs> and uh, working on that awful morning show. And they're nice guys. They're both very nice people. I love Len. Michael's a nice guy. That is a terrible radio show. He was on that show for years on WOR. Now he's back with the with the Yanks. He went from the Royals to the Yankees. Oh, and how? Now batting. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. Number two. Number two. Hey, so uh, one one part of this Russia-Ukraine story which may, in fact, uh, make it go well, the United States. We know that when Donald Trump was president, we were energy independent. We know that. Fuel, oil, gas, all that stuff. And then uh, Biden decided from day one he was going to stop the Keystone Pipeline and do things that were going to derail all the things that were going well for us in making us energy independent. Well, there has been some talk the last couple of days, now that we're not going to buy oil from Russia, at least that's what we're saying the last couple of days, we're going to stop buying oil from the Russians, that maybe, just maybe, that'll renew the talks to reopen the Keystone Pipeline, which means, once again, energy-efficient jobs, all the things that you would think the President of the United States would want for his own country. You would think that, right? So that's good news. In a, in a world of hurt, in a scene of death, that's actually good news. But as Bernie talked about yesterday... Gas prices are now becoming a huge issue, huge issue. In fact, for the first time since 2008, 14 years now, gas prices are over $4. And if we hit $4.11, which we are going to hit, we are going to hit, it would be the largest gas price in the history of the country. Some say that in places like Los Angeles and New York, we may get to $5, $5 on gas. You drive uh, in from New Jersey every once in a while. Gas prices killing you? Yeah, they're brutal. I mean, but it, everybody wants to point to this conflict as being the, the reason. It was before this. It was well before. Yes. Look, look, before Trump was out of office, prices were really reasonable. I mean, it was like buck sixty-five a gallon. Now it's ridiculous. Yeah. I, 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 it seems like eight months into the Biden administration, we would more than double. Yeah. And now this is just an excuse, in my opinion. Oh, I totally agree. It's uh, just, you know, just... Smoke and mirrors. The bottom line is we blew our chance with energy independence, and you played the cut the other day with, with Trump's spoken 17 about right. that, you know, that's a dangerous thing. 
If you've traveled in Europe in the past 30 or 40 years, you would see folks there have been held hostage because they were paying basically for a quart of gasoline what we pay for a gallon here. Wow. It's been going on for 35, 40, 50 years. Wow. It was precious. Here, we're starting to feel that. There's no reason for it. We can nope. be independent and, and rolling along. Well, ABC News did a report last night. What are you talking about here, Pete Morgan? Under Biden, Americans should expect gas prices to hit almost $5 per gallon, 13-year high. Uh, Lewis, this is cut number six. That near-term shortfall is why you're seeing oil surging above $130 a barrel overnight. That is the highest price in 13 years. If oil prices stay here, Patrick DeHaan of Gas Buddy estimates the national average for a gallon of regular will be $4.55 a gallon, and that in the next 24 hours, the average nationwide will hit a record high. Now, keep in mind, Americans are currently spending a quarter billion dollars more on gasoline every single day than we were a month ago. Go. When we spend more on gasoline, we have less money to spend elsewhere. That means less growth in the economy. Now, Pete Buttigieg and these uh, green freaks, these morons, they're trying to convince you that, hey, we've got good news. Electric cars don't need gas. Electric cars don't need gas. The last thing we want, folks, is electric cars. Just trust me. It's the last thing we want. Batteries made in China, hugely expensive Part of this whole Green New Deal nonsense. But Pete Buttigieg was pushing that narrative just yesterday. Here he is, Buttigieg number seven. Clean transportation can bring significant cost savings for the American people as well. Last month, we announced a $5 billion investment to build out a nationwide electric vehicle charging network so the people from rural to suburban to urban communities can all benefit from the gas savings of driving an EV. Now, if you're Pete Buttigieg... The last thing you want, the last thing you want for somebody out there to push your narrative would be what person? The vice president of the United States, Kamala Harris. If she agrees with you, odds are you're on the wrong side of the issue. Pete Buttigieg, guess what? She agrees with you. Imagine all the heavy-duty vehicles that keep our supply lines strong and allow our economy to grow. Imagine that they produced zero emissions. Well, you all imagined it. That's why we're here today. Because we have the ability to see what can be, unburdened by what has been, and then to make the possible actually happen. We can clean our air and protect the health of our children. We can connect all of our communities with affordable, accessible, and reliable public transportation. We can address the climate crisis and grow our economy at the same time. And I am here today to say, together, we all are doing just that. <laughs> I mean, shut up. With the help you know, listen, of the American people. Uh, shut up. So at the end of the day, this is not about the Russia-Ukraine conflict. This is something that Joe Biden, Harris, this administration did from day one, canceling the Keystone Pipeline, all these things they've done along the way that have added to this. But but there needs to be a scapegoat. And God forbid the folks in Washington, D.C. today are accountable for their own actions. God forbid. So when Jen Psaki was asked yesterday, who was this on? The gas prices, all these issues. Whose fault is it? What do you think she said? Here's Jen Psaki 10. What is the White House, what is the president's message to Americans who are going to the gas station today 
seeing prices so high? Well, the president's message is that he is going to do everything we can, everything he can, to reduce the impact on the American people, including uh, the price of gas at the tank. What is also true is that because of the actions of President Putin, because he invaded a sovereign country, that created instability in the markets. That is something the president talked about even before uh, Russia and President Putin moved forward with their actions. Uh, But we have already taken steps. The president has already taken steps. Historic release from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, one that's done in a coordinated fashion. And clearly we will continue to have conversations with large oil producers and suppliers around the world about how to mitigate the impact and and consider domestic options as well. Feel better, folks? There's your answers. Pete Buttigieg, electric cars. Kamala Harris, electric cars. Hockey, this is Putin's fault. We're on it. Feel better? Yeah? <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. People, people think that – where do you think the electricity is generated? It's generated at plants that use coal. And natural gas and That's oil. Right. That's right. I mean, you're just moving it from one point to another. Enough. Make things more efficient. Use our natural resources. Clean up the air to the extent that we can. And stop being jackasses about all this. It's just so politicized, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely insane. And by the way, John's got a big stake in this, too. Of course. Because he's in the energy business. Uh, John Katsimatidis has a huge stake. And to his credit, if you listen to at night, every weeknight at 5 p.m., which is a great show, or the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning at 8 a.m., he has predicted basically everything that has gone on along the way. And he's been on the money. He's been on the money. He's got a huge stake. He knows what's going on, just like you do. Sure, exactly. It's, it's really important that people understand what's going on. It's, 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 it's a shell game. Folks, traffic and sports are coming up next. Right now it is time for the 77 WABC Clip of the Day. Listen to Dominic Carter weeknights at midnight. He's really good. Here Dominic talks about the situation at the Ukraine power plant. Can you imagine what's going on with the power plant in Ukraine right now, if that was happening at Indian Point? I mean, this situation, I can't believe some of the things that are going on. And Putin is starting to look absolutely like a madman that's on a mission and is not going to stop. And I do believe that if President Trump was still in office, that the United States would be coming from a position of strength rather than a position of weakness, which appears to be the situation right now. This is Sid on Sports. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers on 77 WABC. Well, the West Coast has been good to the Knicks the last couple of nights. They blew out the Los Angeles Clippers a couple of nights ago. And last night, the Sacramento Kings, all Knicks, all night. 131 to 115. Former All-Star Julius Randle with a career-high 46 points. Connecting from everywhere on the court last night, it was Randall's best game ever as a pro. And here was Julius Randall after the win. Five on the shot clock, Randall, another step back three. Bang! Julius Randall from downtown again. A career high, eight three-pointers. He's got 46. That's Mike Breen on the call, actually. R.J. Barrett chipped in 29 as well. Again, the Knicks get their second straight win out there on the West Coast. And Nets really struggling. They're in Charlotte tonight taking on the Charlotte Hornets. They'll tip that one off at 7 o'clock. On the ice last night, the Islanders lose at home 5-4 to to Colorado. Islanders back on the road tonight in Newark taking on the New Jersey Devils. As for Pete Morgan's hockey blue shirts, my New York Rangers, they'll be in Minnesota for an 8 o'clock battle against the Wild later on tonight. Talking about Wild, how about this story? Atlanta Falcons wide receiver Calvin Ridley, one of the best wide receivers in football, 
suspended for the season. Turns out that last year, during a five-day absence for mental health, he was betting on NFL games. Up to 1500 bucks a game. They caught him. Says he does not have a gambling problem, but the Falcons wide receiver Calvin Ridley has been suspended for the entire 2022 season. Sports brought to you by my dear friend sitting to my left, the great Pete Morgan, and the fine folks at Peerless Boilers. Check them out today and every day. PeerlessBoilers.com, PavilionTankless.com. They do build America's best boilers. The author of Citizens United, Johnny Russo, is coming up next. I'm Sid with sports. I'm curious, Luke. What about what about Johnny Russo? Gave it away that he's Italian. I'm just curious. <laughs> The way he took the drink at the end, actually. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. I think so. That would be Gianni Russo, G-A-I-N-N-I, who played um, Talia Shire's husband in The Godfather. Not the guy that wrote my book. I just got a, um, a, a notice here. John Katsimatidis, again, we just spoke about John moments ago. He was on Fox Business yesterday, and he talked about how oil prices could cause double-digit inflation and uh, all kinds of issues. He's been right about the price of, of oil. A gallon, all that stuff from the very, very beginning. We'll play some of that really good TV interview that John did yesterday coming up in the 7 o'clock hour. And, of course, his wife, the beautiful Margot Katsimatidis, will kick off our International Women's Day event starting at 7 o'clock. So lots of Katsimatidis in the 7 o'clock hour. But right now, uh, this is a friend of mine. He is the author of my second book, my first book, you're Wrong and You're Ugly, which I wrote with Paul Schwartz, who covers the New York football giants on a daily basis for the New York Post. Wrote that book 12 years ago, and right now you can buy it at Amazon and uh, Barnes & Noble for the price of a slice of pizza. Not even kidding. And you may even get a free Diet Coke with the book. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, this one's a little different. This is Post Hill Press. This is Simon & Schuster. This is a very big deal. As I mentioned earlier, we got blurbs from big, big shots in the business, from Bill O'Reilly to Chairs Paul Terry, Congressman Peter King, Miranda Devine, Craig Carton, and we've got forwards from uh, two of the all-time greats, John Katsimatidis and Bernard McGurk. And John Russo, who wrote Anthony Cumia's very successful book, Anthony, of course, from the Hot Opie and Anthony show, Ronnie Jackson and a host of others, is my author, and I had such a good time writing this book with Johnny, we'd have these conversations. They lasted anywhere between 30 to 60 minutes in length, maybe once or twice a week. And now the book is done. You can pre-order the book today at Amazon.com. We want you to do that. Should be released sometime in August in time for Hampton's book signing parties. Here he is, the author of Citizens United, my good buddy Johnny Russo. Johnny, good morning, pal. How are you? <laughs> good morning, Sid. Pleasure to be on, pal. How you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. Listen, I don't want to turn this into my book is better than theirs because you did write Anthony's book and Ronnie's books and a host of others. I don't want to do that, but let's do that. Isn't my book right. better than theirs? It's better. <laughs> <laughs> it's better. Until I go on the air with Anthony at four, then i got to tell him his uh, book. Of course. No, 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 but this, uh, this book is, and I'll tell you why this book is better, because there's something in it for everybody. It's not your regular A to Z memoir. What we did in this book, and you did brilliantly, was Thank you. talk about topical subjects that matter to people that's going on in everyday lives, 
and you mix in your humor and your own personal stories with it. So there's something that's for everybody. I'm glad you said that because, yes, we talk an awful lot in the book about Donald Trump, his presidency, uh, the likelihood of him running again in 2024. We certainly take our deserved digs at groups like Antifa and BLM. But then, for example, the perseverance chapter you wrote, John, about me and my father and running the same the same football play in Little League football in Brooklyn three times in a row where I finally scored a touchdown on that third try. I think really that becomes more of the meat of the book than my opinions per se on Tom Brady or Joe Biden. It's a hilarious chapter. Hilarious. I mean, when I was writing, I couldn't, you know, just the way, the way he just kept sending me out there against this one guy who described as like a mean Joe Green, and you were just there level every single time. And you go back in the huddle, and your dad would call the same thing, like, oh, God, Daddy, you're trying to get me killed here. But the lesson of, the lesson of that was keep going out there. You will succeed. Keep doing it. Keep persevering. And you did that, and it's hilarious. Thank you. Thank you. I remember my father crying on the sideline when I did score that touchdown. Like he knew what was going to happen. And and what's what's great about the book too, John. This is really your idea. Was the the transformation the way me and my dad interacted, and it was special. Who began two years in July? It's still killing me. Uh, the way that's now uh, really formed the relationship with me and my son Gabriel. Very similar to Harvey and Sydney. Now you've got Sydney and Gabriel. And I think when you read the book, you know, the, the Gabriel story about how when he was born, the doctor said he'll never hit a jump shot. He'll never hit 300. And then, you know, right before COVID, he's at the basketball courts in Riverside Park hitting layups, hitting jump shots. A very similar dynamic to me and my father, yes? Absolutely. It's, it's not taking no for an answer. It's, you know, and I know uh, writing it, when the doctor told you that, you were ready to kill the guy. I wanted to kill him. Yeah. yeah. You know, and and again, it, it comes back to the perseverance. Just keep getting up, keep trying. Don't settle for no for an answer. Keep doing it, and you will succeed, like you have many times. And we detail this in the book about all your setbacks, but how you kept persevering. And and you're back in New York where you belong. Thank God that worked out because you had your Chadwell Pezes, your Curtis Lewis, your Bernies fighting for you to get back up here where you belong, and thank God they won that war because we're all better off for it. Uh, thank you for saying that. Chad, uh, of course, uh, was the catalyst. You mentioned Curtis, Bernie, a host of others, Pete Morgan sitting to my left, another guy. And uh, now, of course, really this is uh, the renaissance of my career. I, I, I never, never could have imagined I'd get to this place. And, and for that, I do have to thank John and Margot Katsimatidis because we were drowning at Cumulus, as Luke could attest to, just a couple of years ago. I mean, they left us on an island with no food. No food, no bathrooms, nothing. And it was like, you're going to die at some point. You're going to die at some point. And here comes John and Margot. And, I, and I'm not overstating this. I'm not sucking up to the boss. My contract is done. <laughs> I'm good to go. Uh, I'm being honest. Uh, they literally came in and saved our lives and saved New York Radio. And even though, John, you live now in some guyish apart in Florida, some dumped a place in Florida, you are a New Yorker at heart, so you can appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, if we had people, competent people like John and Margaret Casmatidis running the city, I wouldn't have to be down in Florida like this. Steve Martin <laughs> and Michael Heaven asking for arugula at uh, you know, a local supermarket. Right, eating like, eating spaghetti with ketchup. Spaghetti with ketchup, yeah, John yeah, Russo. Yeah. 
Right, yes, yes, spaghetti and ketchup. But, you know, another great thing about this book is, because, again, as you mentioned, we, we talk about a wide array of subjects, one of which is politics, we get into that. And in this book, you have a lot of predictions and a lot of citizen solutions and suggestions. Well, I got, listen, I got to stop you there. That was your idea at the end of every chapter, whether we talked about Trump, Biden, BLM, Antifa, Tom Brady, uh, and a host of other things I forget now. But in, in every chapter, this is your idea, it was brilliant, the citizen solution and at least we try to figure it out and give you an answer along the way. That was a great call out of you. Well, you do give great advice in this. And a lot of the stuff you have predicted and talked about, we're already seeing come to fruition, unfortunately. You knew when Biden was getting elected, he was going to cut off the pipelines. And you know now we're going to have to rely on foreign oil again, which he predicted. And the gas prices are rising higher than Wizzo's blood sugar level. I don't know all you can eat buffet. <laughs> Very good. I also uh, talked about his administration, how bad it was going to be. It's been that. And also in the book, uh, I kept saying, enough with the Bill de Blasio stuff. We know how bad Bill de Blasio was. The onus is on Eric Adams to be significantly better. And I don't think he's going to be that guy. I said that to you months ago when we first started writing the book. Yeah, no, you were like uh, Nostradamusburg. <laughs> with all the stuff that's coming out. Nostradamusburg. <laughs> Like that. So I see when I go onto the Amazon page, all the blurbs are up, all five blurbs, and uh, obviously Bernie and John Katzmatidis writing the forwards, but um, it is selling. I mean, we, uh, we've sold a bunch of books already, yes? It's selling beautifully. And what happens is, you know, when you usually have a four to six month time period uh, where the publisher will put the book on Amazon for pre order and then the publication date. So what happens is you always get a spike when the book first comes out, and then it kind of dips off a little bit. But we're not even seeing it dip. It's just going smoothly. Oh, that's great. great. That is great. And then, uh, you know, I know that uh, Simon & Schuster and Postal Press, those guys have a bunch of really big signing events coming up this summer. Hopefully this uh, – another thing we talk about, the supply chain shortage. Couldn't even get cream cheese this morning with our bagels from Pete Morgan. Hopefully that doesn't uh, derail the, the book any longer. It's supposed to be Father's Day. Now we're looking at maybe August, but we're hoping it comes out in time to do some of these big uh, Hamptons parties and, and other spots in and around the summertime. Right, absolutely. You'll be doing all the kinds of book signings. You'll be uh, hobnobbing with uh, Alec Baldwin, maybe. Hopefully he's not doesn't have a gun on him at the time. Uh, but uh, you, you'll be out in the Hamptons, you know, drinking tea with the pinky up in the air, you know, signing books and – you know, yeah, it's time for everything, which is also why it's important to pre-order the book now because of the supply chain thing. It might come earlier, it might come later, but, you know, get your book now. Go on Amazon, order your book now. Amazon.com, order the book, Citizens United. John, I got to tell you that I loved writing the book with you. You were a very, very easy to work with, fun, smart, very nice to me, very complimentary. In fact, you made me cry the uh, last day we wrote the book. So thank you so much for all your hard work. I look forward to um, writing more books together and spending a lot of time this summer in New York having some fun. How about that? Absolutely, pal. Looking forward to it. It was my pleasure. And listen, man, you're, you're the best. Thank God you're back in New York, and I love you. I love you, too. Thank you. There he is, folks. John Russo, the author of Citizens United, which, again, you can buy right now. Pre-order the book at Amazon.com. Set for an August release. It's a great book. I'm telling you, folks, you're going to love it, especially if you treasure the father-son relationship and if you're a Republican and pro-Trump and anti-Biden, you'll love the book as well. You're all in the book. You're in there, Petey. You got a big uh, big uh, paragraph. A little shout-out. A yeah. little shout-out. 
One of the guys that uh, got me back to New York, so thank you for that. 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. We start with a boatload of guests outside of John Russo with Margot Katsimatidis at 7 a.m. As once again, we celebrate International Women's Day right here on ABC. We'll take a short break. More right after this. My arms. Use my legs. Louis, uh, spinning the records today. It's International Women's Day. We've heard from Deborah Harry, now Chrissy Hines, the pretenders. Helen Reddy. Wow. Coming up big. You want a couple of facts about Chrissy Hines? What do you got? She was with, you know, the band Simple Minds. You know she band? was? She was with Jim Kerr, who's, that's the lead singer. Wasn't the, no, wasn't Simple Minds... Oh, it wasn't Rick Astley. No, no, no. Okay. She has a kid, I think, with Jim Kerr, I think. And they sang the song from Breakfast Club. And... Yes. Wow. Yeah, that's she was with him for a little. I think that's a long time ago. I forget who she was with after that. She lost two members of her band originally to overdoses. Is that right? Yeah. Two. The guitarist and bass player within a y- months of each other or a year. Right in the beginning of The Pretenders. Right in the beginning? Yeah. James Honeyman Scott, I think, was the guitarist. And Pete Farndon. How old is she now? You got a guess. Oh, I'd say early 60s. Early 60s? Yeah, without yeah. looking it up. I don't know. She, uh, she's great. That is a great band. We'll play women artists all day long as, again, we celebrate International Women's Day here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. It was a treat having my author, Johnny Russo, on the show moments ago. But we kick it off with the most important woman of all, the first lady of WABC a person I love very, very much. I really do. Margot Katz and Matidis. So we'll get you the top of the hour news with Frankie Diaz with an A. And then Margot Katz and Matidis kicks off International Women's Day right here on Bernie and Sid. Today, we are celebrating women. I couldn't think of anything better to celebrate. And uh, listen, I'm married to a lovely woman. It's going to be 30 years in June for me and Danielle. But I have to tell you that in all the years I've worked in this business, now over 20 years, and all the people I've worked for, if you hear me talk about John and Margot Katz and Matides and Chad Lopez quite a bit, it's not because they pay me extra to do it. 
It's because they're special, great people, specifically John and Margot. They are family now. John, listen, when my father passed away, I'll never forget the phone call he made to me the Monday afterwards, and he said to me, quote, I miss you. And I barely knew him. Well, since then, his wife Margot has become part of the family. I love her desperately. Danielle loves her desperately. She's a wonderful lady, successful, brilliant, sweet, always there for me specifically. I can't say enough nice things about Margot Katsimatidis, and I could not think of a better woman to start this day than her. So with that said, here she is, the genius behind the Red Apple media empire, my friend Margot Katsimatidis. Good morning, Margot. Good morning, Sid. It's great to be here. Great to celebrate uh, International Women's Day. Proud to be part of it. Well, uh, as you should be, because let's face it, with all the success that John has, energy companies, oil companies, radio companies, Gristidis, D'Agostinos, all of that, let's be honest, he's got none of it without you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a team effort. It's a team effort. Uh, it is a team effort. You know, it's funny you say that. The first time we went out for dinner, me, Danielle, you and John, and we had about an hour and a half dinner at Nino's on the Upper East Side, just the four of us. And it was so cute that the, the, the way you guys interacted, you and John, the back and forth, and I can see it was a team effort, and it's been that way for a long time. I mean, you're married. I'm going to be married 30 years. How long are you married now? We're together 50 years. Oh, my God. What, you, you, you were five? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, you're his wife and a great wife. You're a great mom. Uh, Junior's a wonderful kid. AJ is just beautiful a businesswoman, a philanthropist, you do it all. Was there anybody, Margo, when you were growing up that you said, hey, I want to be like her? Well, I have to tell you, it was my mother. She taught me never to give up and to always go forward. And my mother, her mother and father survived Krakow concentration camp. And my father was an Army intelligence officer officer and rescued them and brought them to America, the greatest country in the world. So my mother is my role model. Wow. I didn't know that story. And don't you do something, Margo, uh, every year for your mom? I know you guys now have these uh, beautiful uh, new apartments, the building in uh, St. Petersburg down in Florida, something your mom used to do or something on a daily basis. What is that all about? Well, my mother was chairman of the Russian Heritage Foundation and also SPIFS, which celebrates all nationalities, Russian, Polish, all nationalities around the world. So she always tried to educate people about the history of their countries, but that America is the greatest country in the world. Oh, you know, I don't want to get too political here because this is a day of celebration, specifically you, Margot, you're such a wonderful person, but talking about your mom in Russia... And uh, she's gone now, God rest her soul. But if if she saw what was going on in Russia and Ukraine right now, would she be very, very upset? She would be so upset because my grandmother used to tell me stories about how they they had to escape. And they had to escape from Russia and they went through the Ukraine. Then they had to go to Poland. And then my father you know, rescued them from the concentration camp in Poland. So this is all very dear to my heart and very emotional for me. Wow. Margot Katsimatidis, our first guest as we celebrate women today on this extraordinary day at Talk Radio 77 WABC. That is a wild – I didn't know all that. That is – that's a wild story. God bless both your parents. 
Uh, let's talk about something that you and John are into in a big way, and that's philanthropy, Margot. I, I, I feel like every week you're going to a different event. You got a bad back. You don't feel well. It doesn't matter. You're there. Larry Kudlow's wife, you're there. <laughs> so so of, <laughs> of all the things you do, which include about 100, is there one that's more near and dear, or are they all important to you? Well, of course they're all important, but I've always had a passion to help the young and the elderly, from the Police Athletic League to the Alzheimer's Association. I figured everyone in the middle would be able to get help from themselves. You know, that's a great point. No, you're right. The young kids and the elderly always need the most help. The PAL stuff that you guys do, Margo, I know that uh, Bernie and I, for example, we always talk to those folks when we celebrate police on uh, that special day here. Uh, is that a lot? Of, I'm just curious. Is that a lot of work? Is it a bunch of events every year? Is it one or two? How does the PAL stuff work? There are many, many events that people don't even see. Uh, my husband and I work very hard for at least a good 30 years trying to, trying to help these young people and mold them and give them a chance to make it. Because you can make it. You just need someone to help you and give you a little lift up and to believe in you. Hundred percent. You know, Donald Trump, for example, he uh, he made it. He did well. But let's be honest, Margo, his father, Fred, was a very wealthy guy. There are rumors he gave him a million. He gave him five million. Now, to Trump's credit, he took that and he, you know, he ballooned it to a huge figure. You didn't have that. You came from humble beginnings. There was no million dollars for you. Your husband, John, didn't have that. And now, of course, you guys have become one of the more successful companies, uh, uh, couples, I should say, in the history of this country. From humble beginnings to where you are today. You ever get up on a morning where I'll go and pinch yourself and go, wow, I can't believe where I am, where we are? But, you know, Sid, I, I, I don't think where I am, if you're talking about wealth and all that, I think how much can John and I accomplish today to, to move forward to be able to help other people to make a difference in their lives? And, and it just all goes together. So it's a combination. You know, and that's true. You're sincere when you say that, because I know some people would just say that it sounds good, especially on radio. But when I look at uh, all the stuff that you guys do for all of the groups around this city, all these days that we're celebrating, Margot, celebrating women today, whether it's African-Americans or Greeks or Jews or the Irish or the police, uh, this is stuff that you don't have to do. You guys do it out of the love of your heart. And again, on a personal level, what you and John have done and continue to do for me and Danielle is above and beyond, way above and beyond any boss-employee relationship. So I'm here to tell you that when you say that, you really want to help people first, you mean it. I, I am. I am. I, I can testify for you right there, Margo. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Sid. Well, you're welcome. So before we wrap this up, and it's been a great conversation, and again, you're the perfect way to start this day. If I'm a young girl, if I'm Ava, you know my daughter Ava, she's 17. You've got your own beautiful daughter. And uh, Ava asks me all the time, Margo, she goes, Daddy, what's my purpose in life? What should I do? What's your purpose? And I said, Ava, to be honest, my purpose is you, Gabe, and Danielle. My job is a means, but you're my purpose. She goes, Dad, what's mine? I have a hard time answering that. So for a young girl listening today who loves what they see from Margot Katsimatidis, what's your advice? Well, there are many pathways one can take while they're growing up, and it's Always go forward and never give up 
and always pursue your dreams. And sometimes life gives you different roads to choose, and you should choose that path that makes you the happiest in your heart and soul. One more on the way out here, Margo. You've accomplished so much in your life, business, philanthropy, etc. Is there anything else, anything else you would like to do? Well, Sid, I have to tell you, being part of WABC and getting the truth out, using WABC to bring more people together and to give all communities a voice. You know, my mom was Russian, Polish, and Ukrainian, and I want to help the Ukrainian people as much as we can. So, WABC, we are here for you, for all people. I have to tell you, you know I mean this, Margot. I really do love you, above and beyond our business relationship. I love you. I think you're an unbelievable woman. Uh, strength and, and support and love and all those good things. Uh, you're a wonderful couple. I'm thankful that I work for you guys and the friendship we've made. Thank you for hopping on today. Feel good, and God bless you. Thank you, Margot Katsimatidis. You're the best. Oh, thank you, Sid. Love you, too. All right. Have there, a great day. You, too. There she is. Great way to start Women's Day. Doesn't get better than that. Margot Katsimatidis. On this Tuesday morning, 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. Lots more to come. More of Bernie and Sid right after these short messages. Bill O'Reilly here, and I'm warming up from the NRIA.net studios in New York. Stand by for the O'Reilly Update Morning Edition. On this Tuesday, once again, it falls to me to defend Donald Trump, something I am not in business to do. But the ceaseless attacks on him are not grounded in honest analysis. At least most of them are not. So let's examine the latest Trump-Putin hysteria. The former president believes his strategy of personal detente with Putin, Xi of China, and the lunatic in North Korea successfully kept those dictators from harming America. And the record shows this is correct. Mr. Trump also believes that his strong persona discouraged misbehavior throughout the world. In addition, Donald Trump believes Joe Biden is weak, and so, essentially, is the NATO alliance. As president, Trump had to threaten some NATO countries to live up to their commitments, like paying dues. Therefore, it is not surprising that Trump sees Biden and NATO as soft, and Putin and Xi as strong because they can cause trouble anytime they want. The problem is that Donald Trump does not fully explain himself when he says things like Putin is smart. That gives the hate Trump media an opening to portray Trump as a fellow traveler with the brutal dictator. The truth is that President Trump did not want conflict for America and largely kept the USA away from disasters like Ukraine. He did this by effective deal making. But you will never hear that in the corporate media because... They don't tell the truth. That is the morning O'Reilly update. More analysis later on.
As uh, my friend Bernard would say, this is what happens when you miss the polio shot. Just in case you're watching the Bernie and Sid in the Morning Show, as you should do every morning. For simulcast, a television show, WABCRadio.TV, WABCRadio.TV, Justin Ellick dancing to Dolores. This is not my friend uh, Dolores Catania. Oh, really? I thought she was a musical artist, no? No, she's just uh, Will Housers of New Jersey. This is Dolores, was it Reardon? What was her last name? Oh, Reardon. There you go. From the Cranberries. The the only reason I was dancing, I thought it was... Dolores Catania? Yeah. (laughs) You're funny. (laughs) Uh, We love that group. Bernie loves that group. Irish? Like uh, Bernard? You know, the death we were talking about is different than what we said. Well, what did she what die from? Say, it, well, first they said she died as a result of accidental drowning in a bath following sedation by alcohol intoxication. Oh, like Whitney Houston. That's crazy. Yes. Empty, empty bottles were found in her room. How old was she? 47? Uh, yeah, in her 40s. I just wow. lost it. The Whitney Houston yeah. uh, boot. I didn't know that. 1971 to 2018. Yeah. To do the 46, math. 47 years yeah. old. Wow. Well, we are celebrating International Women's Day, so we played her. We've had two great guests already. The author of my book, uh, which is titled Citizens United. You could buy it today, pre ordered Amazon.com, Johnny Russo. He was terrific. And we kicked off Women's Day with Margot Katsimatidis, who was really outstanding. Now, talking about Margot, her husband, John, Mr. WABC himself, does a great show every weekday afternoon at 5 o'clock, Cats at Night. Great show. And Sunday mornings, the Cats Roundtable at 8 he uh, was on Fox Business yesterday. You know, he's on that show quite a bit with Maria Bartiromo. Why is that? Well, he's, he's made billions of dollars. He is a brilliant businessman, whether it's running WABC, Gristidis, D'Agostino's, oil, and it, it doesn't matter. Whatever, real estate, you know, I stay in, um, I've got my own apartment, 22A, in the beautiful Ocean Drive Towers on Coney Island. I'm not even kidding. I still have the keys. Still have them. And he's got these other beautiful buildings, now one in St. Petersburg, Florida. This guy, he's the most impressive guy I've ever met. I really mean that. And I've met them all, presidents, like you have, Lou, like you have, Pete. So he was on again yesterday with Maria Bartiromo on Fox Business talking about oil, Ukraine, Russia, and all of the issues that we're about to face here because of this latest conflict. So... Venezuela is a country that all of a sudden is being mentioned as a place we may go to to purchase. You can't make this up. Venezuela, folks, okay? Yes. So uh, we've got four cuts from John Katsimatidis with Maria Bartiromo yesterday on Fox Business. Everything from oil prices to inflation to a possible recession. Here John talks about how ridiculous it is to even mention the country of Venezuela. John, it's great to have you. And the last time we were talking, the last time you joined me on this program, you said oil is going to go higher. You were right, spot on. You say this crisis is making Americans poorer while making OPEC and Russia, Russia richer. To assess the situation for us right now. Right now, that uh, uh, in the month of March, uh, I think uh, the uh, uh, Fed chair was wrong on the 8% rate on inflation. I think it's going to be much higher. Because the, the price of crude oil right now uh, will reflect uh, 5 to $6 uh, gasoline. And that'll, then it will reflect it in food prices and all other prices. So it, it's insane what's going on that we got $110, $115, $130 crude oil. And then we are negotiating uh, with Venezuela, which is dumber, uh, dumber than dog doo uh, because Venezuela is a subsidiary of Russia right now. Yes, dumber than dog doo-doo. 
Then, of course, we talked this morning about this renewed interest in maybe reopening the Keystone Pipeline, which was a major, major blunder, mistake, idiotic, by, as Bernie calls him, the imbecile in the White House, Joe Biden, early on, because we need to be, once again, like we were under President Trump, energy independent. Right now, we've called this the wag the dog deal. That's exactly how John described it yesterday, once again, courtesy of Fox Business. What we should be doing, the president of the United States should sit down with Canada, Mexico, and ourselves and say, North America, let's make ourselves energy uh, uh, independent. I mean, that is the way a president of the United States should be doing it. Nobody can understand why, you know, they tried to impeach Trump when he was favoring Putin. What do you call this? I mean, it's insane what's going on. And the war with the Ukraine did not have to happen. But I am afraid, Maria, I am very much afraid that we're wagging the dog because, you know, it's an election year and... And they need a situation where the American people go and support the president of the United States in that respect by by the conflict that's going on. Inflation is now over 7 percent. There are some that believe inflation can hit double digits. That would be crippling to this economy here in the United States. And that was another conversation John had with Maria yesterday, once again, courtesy of Fox Business. This war in Ukraine is driving inflation at U.S. farms, retailers, supermarkets. How does this higher oil prices lead to higher overall consumer prices? Connect the dots for us, Katz. Year over year, it might be a little bit, it'll be higher than 8%. I think it'd be 9, 9.5, my opinion. But because the prices of $120 crude oil have not been reflected yet, if $120 maintains that level, then the month, March and April, you'll see $6 or $7 uh, gasoline at the gas station and much more higher prices. So if if the price maintains $120, $130 on the uh, barrel, then uh, you'll see double coupons. Instead of 75 you'll see maybe 15% by, uh, uh, by April or May. That is relatively terrifying, and it gets worse, that horrible R word. You never want to hear the R word. Never want to hear that. John brought it up with Maria just yesterday. John, do you think this is going to lead to recession? Well, eventually it's going to done. Eventually the consumer is going to say enough is enough. This is crazy. And they, yeah. the president has to sit down and bring back production to North America and, and he has to say enough is enough. Forget about making the, uh, the OPEC and Russia and Venezuela. I mean, I, nobody understands that. And one per, some people in the, uh, uh, in the White House have said to me, you know what they said to me, Maria? Well, if the prices what? of gasoline go high enough, people will, will love to have electric cars sooner. Electric cars sooner. We played those cuts from Pete Buttigieg and Kamala Harris this morning which, of course, is uh, beyond stupid, beyond stupid. You know, uh, Bo Deedle is coming up next. Thank you, John. That was great stuff. John Katsimatidis, Maria Bartiromo, Fox Business. Nice little 30 minutes there of Margo and John. Bo Deedle is coming up next, and Bo is flying to California on Sunday to film this movie, Gemini Lounge. He comes back next week, and I leave after him. And I'm, sh- I'm going to be in the same film, but we're going to be a week apart. Both staying at the same hotel, but a, a week apart. 
And uh, not only is Bo a, a hero cop in this city and a dear friend of both me and Bernard, but he's a great actor. He really is. And I watch him very carefully in his movies, Wolf of Wall Street, The Irishman, uh, obviously uh, Goodfellas, all those movies, and even Gravesend, the TV show, are both in on Amazon Prime. He's so good, and he's so real when he acts. So uh, I found out yesterday that not only is Bo Deedle in this great movie, but Danny A., who's making this movie, and Danny A.'s done some really good films from Mob Town, which Bo was in, to the Meyer Lansky movie, uh, to the Jackie Ryan story, all these movies. Found out yesterday they've got some really big actors that I'll be starring with in this movie, which is crazy for me. This is really my first major motion picture. Yes, I've got a Gravesend on Amazon Prime. I've got two other movies uh, in the Tank, Tank Job, Ron and Santa, CNBC, and the, the other movie with uh, Peter Gordio. But, um, for example, Gabby Lopez and Eric Salas, running the TV portion of this program, WABCRadio.tv, They've got pictures of two really famous actors that I'll be starring with in this movie. One being Emil Hirsch. If you have that, Gab, you can throw it up on the television set. He was in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, a few other big-time movies. Lou, you're shaking your head. You know exactly who he is? Yeah, I'm thinking of other things I've seen him in. Emil Hirsch? Yes, he's been in a bunch of stuff. He was in another ridiculous, uh, The Girl Next Door. Yes, right? very good. That's a great That's movie. That's exactly right. The one with... <laughs> Justin, tell me why it's a great movie. Uh, why? Why do I have to do that? <laughs> no, but that, he, he was the boyfriend of the girl who was, she was a porn star, right? Good, the local it, high school girl. It was a good movie. I, I thought it was... It was uh, uh, Alicia Cuthbert. Who was in 24. The, the show 24. Oh, he's in that too? She was in Oh, she was. Okay. Yes, she was. Uh, she was like married to Sean Avery. Not married, but with Sean yeah, Avery. she's and, Canadian. Yeah, she's hot. Yeah, she's she hot. Likes, she likes the, she yeah. likes the hockey, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he was in that. And then you've got this uh, young girl, Ashley Green. And I checked her this morning. She's got 2 million followers on Instagram. 2 million. And she was in those Twilight movies. The other uh, vampire movies. We're never seeing you again when you go out there. When you're never coming back. Never coming back? You're never coming back. You know, it's funny There's you say that. It's a mistake to let you go. I don't care if they paid me a million dollars a day, which they won't yet. Uh, I will never, ever, ever, ever leave this job. All right, Justin, write that down. Write that down. Write it down. This is my, my favorite thing in life. My well, second favorite. My favorite thing. part about that statement was uh, they're not paying me a million dollars a day yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's already thinking that. That, it, that implies <laughs> that someday they will, yeah. which is like so out of this universe. Listen, I can't even begin to tell you. There is nothing, there's nothing more intimate and more uh, exciting for me than doing this radio show. Because when you go do a movie, you do a TV show, and I'm not exactly a star at this point. I'm just starting. They write everything for you. You stand around for six, seven hours. Most of the day you do dick. You don't do anything. Right, but you can leave that. But Lou <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like was like, a, "Can like he I say that?" Like I have in the Mark Simone can't say no, that. That's fine. Um, but when I come Ugh. here in the morning, in the middle of the night, and I get to with Bernard, me and Bernie, we get to talk to you folks and tell you the first story of the day, whether it's politics, news, sports, entertainment. We get to laugh. There's nothing like the intimacy of radio. I, I, I don't care how much money people can make. Palm trees. Cool yeah, that too. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just presenting it. No, you were so what? full of it. If somebody offered you a million dollars a day, you'd be gone. In I don't know if I flesh. would. No, because Lou, I, no, I, I'll yeah, tell I you why. I already said it, Pete. Absolutely. I, I already said if it. If somebody He's offered me a million dollars a day, I would go right to the fifth floor and I'd say, John, they offered me a million dollars a day. Can you pay me a million one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we'd right. stay. 
Now, I'm never leaving. I am never leaving. We got the, t- the band back together, me, Bernie, Lou. Uh, I'm already under contract for many, many years. How many, I can't tell you. But I'm not leaving for a long time. Long time. This is this is my baby right here. Bernie and What are you shaking your head? No, Lewis. Because we know you. I, I, I've been with you all over Manhattan. Are you kidding? I've heard you. I've heard every single thing you could possibly excoriate. Right? I, I, come on. There's no way. Are you kidding? You see the actors and actresses out there? They're going to offer you more stuff. Sid, you know, I'm going to. I have a project in two weeks. <laughs> Yeah. Are you kidding? One of those hot actresses offer you something? Oh, and it's going to be with Martin Scorsese, and we're going to do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're going to come right back here, march up to the fifth floor, and go, John. Mark it down, folks. Yeah. You'll, you'll be a guest on Justin and Luke in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Justin and Luke. Justin, Luke, and Luke, obviously. So... With all that said, I did mention the fact that Bo Deedle is uh, coming up next. And we got a couple of really good guests throughout the morning from Emily Pankow, Red Apple Council, coming up at 8.05. Judge Janine Pirro, she's great, coming up at 8.40. Hall of Famer Nancy Lieberman, 9.05. Cindy Adams, 9.25. And a special Beat Sid version today on women's sports, which promises to be a complete nightmare for me because I know nothing about Women's sports. So, Bo Deedle is coming up next, but first, you're all over it, Lewis. Tune right here, Christine McBee, Stevie Nicks, Fleetwood Mac, as we celebrate women, 745 on your Tuesday morning. Do want to uh, wish the best of luck to Yvette Rodriguez, one of our fine sales ladies. She did resign yesterday. Wish her the best of luck. And one other note about women. My wife, Danielle, is a big-time attorney, big-time attorney in Great Neck. And uh, she had an issue with a case yesterday. And I don't do this often. I really don't. I don't. But it was such a hassle that I reached out to Congressman Peter King, and Peter was uh, very kind, got me the number for Pat Ryder, the Nassau County Police Commissioner, and eventually I got in touch with the DA, Ann Donnelly, who I helped win, me and Bernie. (laughs) Me and Bernie with Ann Donnelly over Kaminsky and Bruce Blakeman over Lauren Curran, and uh, Annie got back to my wife in five minutes. So I do want to thank the Nassau County DA, Ann Donnelly, for her help, another great woman, as we celebrate International Women's Day. My next guest is not a woman, but he certainly loves him. He's a great actor, fantastic cop, dear, dear friend, on his way to California. But a lot of serious stuff to discuss this morning. He is the great Bo Deedle. Good morning, Bo. How are you, buddy? Good morning, Sid. Uh, you know what? Uh, after yesterday, and my love to all the women, especially my Margot. I got a Margot like John's got a Margot. Yes, yeah, lovely Margot. To all the beautiful women out there, God bless you. Without you, woman, 
there be no us to remember that. Okay. I have something to say about, I talked to Joe Esposito last night, Chief Joe Esposito, and he just wanted to express his thankfulness to you and Bernie for all the support that you guys gave and all the people gave with the loss of his wife. You know, I went to that funeral, uh, I went to that funeral last week. It was bigger than an inspector's funeral. It was a great, great show of support and love from everyone. Everyone was there from across the board, Hasidic Jewish people, Hispanic blacks, everybody could show the love for Joe and his wife, Chris, who we lost at a really untimely time. And that's why you got to thank every day that you have a loved one, a female, a mother, or a wife, or whatever you have, a loved one. And uh, it's so important. And Joe sends his love and thanks. Uh, listen, it was heartbreaking. I, know, I actually called you that morning when I got a call from a buddy because, remember, just hours before, on this show last Tuesday, you said to me and Bernie, hey, prayers for Chris. Moments after that, Joe Esposito sent me two pictures, holding up her middle finger, laughing, having a great time. She was gone three hours later. And, Bo, listen, <laughs> you're the toughest guy I know. I mean that. I'm not being nice. I mean that you were crying. You were hysterical on the phone with me. That's how much it hit you. So I know what this loss meant. It was a big deal. Big deal. Well, I, you know, I, I was able to know Chris for a lot of years, and uh, and, and Joe's like a brother to me. And uh, God bless Joe and, and Chris, and, and that's something that, uh, you know, this is life. But talking about life, yesterday I sent you some videos that were pretty graphic. Did you hear me talk about those this morning? At the very top of the show, Bo, I mentioned the videos you sent me. I showed them to the rest of my cast here. I described them on the air. That's That's how brutal those things were. So, yes, I did mention that already today. You know, and, and basically people don't realize when you have these little children being gunned down, excuse me, when these little children are being gunned down and they all of a sudden you get Lindsey Graham, he comes up with this, oh, we should assassinate Putin. You know, and then and then all of a sudden that Piskanky, what's the name with the red hair, that disgusting. <laughs> Jen Psaki. Uh, <laughs> Skanky, yeah, like I said, for Skanky, and she's saying, oh, the White House doesn't feel that way. Well, what does the White House feel? You know what Piskanky should do? She should take our president in charge and walk him to the basement and take a nap because this is ridiculous. I would love to share these videos, and they're so grabbing. But when people see the war crimes that are happening right now, where they let people go down these roads and tell them you can escape this way, they put landmines in there, they bomb them, they pull cars over, they machine gun. If these aren't war crimes, I don't know what it is. I always wanted, I have very good Russian friends, and part of my thing was I'd love to meet Putin. I, it was my thing. I've met everybody that I've ever wanted to meet. I said I wanted to meet Putin. Now? I don't want to meet Putin. Right, right. I'll say it. No, I listen, both, to, to, both, to your point, I have said on air, and so is Bernard. So is Bernard, much like Tucker Carlson and others. Look, I almost wish our leader in charge is more like Putin. He's a smart guy. We know he's a murderer. We know he's an animal. He's no good. But at least he's a, he, he, had, he had leadership ability. Now, I'm like you. I can't find anything nice to say about the guy. No, I mean, look, at I'm a father and a grandfather, and this guy is just a murderous creep. And when he goes, and you got a secretary of state that shake and bake blinked him, he should blink his eyes and get out of there. All they're doing is targeting hospitals, schools, and civilians. And there is, it, this is, 
a annihilation of of a people. Now all of a sudden, TikTok, this ballless TikTok, which I think I'm going to go off of, said Sunday they're going to block all the Russian users from yep. posting any content live streaming. Well, you know what? Suck it up, TikTok. And you know where TikTok comes from? Uh, China. Uh, uh, TikTok comes from China. China, that's and right. And now all of a sudden they're shutting it down. You know what? I used to look at TikTok. They have nice recipes and all that kind of stuff. I think I'm shutting it down. But, but, but here's a bigger question, Bo, okay? Because, yeah. again, you showed me those videos, and you and I spoke on the phone yesterday. I was yeah. in the gym. I actually started to cry. It is really brutal. Uh, one of those videos you sent me, a bunch of Ukraine soldiers come up on an abandoned car in the snow, and it's a husband, wife, and son all bleeding to death, gunned to death, shot dead right in their car. But, you know, what do you want to do about this? Let me play this for you, Bo. Bernie played this yesterday. This is a guy named Bryce Mitchell, I believe, and he's a UFC fighter. And uh, no, is he? No, he's not a fighter. He, he's uh, yes. Okay, sorry. And he was asked about serving again and going to Ukraine, Russia, to help in this battle. Boy, I want you to hear what Bryce Mitchell had to say, and then you tell me what you think we can do to really help. Here's Mitchell. Here's my first thought: is I'm not going nowhere to fight none of these wars for these politicians. I'm staying at home, and when the war comes to Arkansas, I will dig my boots in the ground and I will die for everything I love, and I will not retreat. But I'm not going overseas to fight. I don't know what's going on, to be honest, brother. I really don't. There's so much stuff, and I don't think nobody knows what's going on fully. There's been so much political corruption in that area. You got Biden and his son making a ton of money and using our tax dollars to bribe their people. That's treasonous in my opinion. He shouldn't be giving our tax dollars to that country anyway. We got veterans out here sleeping on the street and you're going to give our freaking tax dollars to these Ukrainians and brother, I don't know what's going on over there, but I'm not going over there and fighting and God bless anybody that's over there fighting and I hope that this just gets solved and man, I don't like war. We just don't know what's truly going on over there and I just I pray all those people are safe. So while those videos are graphic and they, they make you cry and they're brutal, Bo, hate to say it, that guy makes a lot of sense, no? A lot of sense, but again, I'm a father and I'm a grandfather. And you know what? It wasn't too many years ago when they had a little punk there with a little mustache that was annihilating Europe. Yep. And this guy right now, Putin, is a complete psychopath, and he's a murderous psychopath with all these atrocities. There's some, a certain time. I don't believe we should put our troops on the ground. I Like, I didn't believe we, we should have been in Afghanistan. We should have left there after we did what we got to do. But we got to give all the support, military equipment, get it over there as fast as we can. There should be nothing more important. But as a father and a grandfather, and you as a human being, as a father, if you can stand by watching these people get annihilated, I can't stand by. I wish I still was younger and had the strength because I tell you what, when I saw what they're doing to these kids, to me, that takes my heart and soul out of me. And all of a sudden now we have this idiot president talking about the greening. We ain't becoming green overnight. It's going to take time. I support green. But right now we've got to open up our oil supplies so we're not on our hands and knees to Russia and all these other countries. Open up the pipelines. Let's stop the bullcrap. Let's turn green over the next 10, 20 years. But you can't do it in one day, you friggin' fools. This is what it's all about. And right now, and right now, we're sitting here in New York. Price is going to be $10 a gallon for gas. Okay, we're going to go back to your question. And your question is, why should we get involved? Because we're human beings in America. We will not stand by for another Holocaust like World War II. And those kids are getting killed there. 
Uh, listen, Bo, I understand and I hear the how upset you are. This is sincere. This is real. But I've got a 13-year-old son, Gabriel. I don't want him to go. You've got a grandson. So it's a very simple question. As no, pro- want you you want your grandson to go I, fight this? No, no, I don't want my grandson. I don't want my sons to go. But I want the American people, the great American people, to understand we've got to give them all the support we can and send military equipment over right. there, not right. the United States men on the ground. Agreed. My point is that Agreed. I do not want Americans over there fighting, but I will not stop talking about what's going on. And I'm not a moron over there. <laughs> Chung Ching Ku, what's his name? XYZ, whatever his name is. Xi Jinping. Waiting to jump into Taiwan because he sees how weak we are. We have a weak president, and all he does is parade that redhead, Kaskanky, whatever her name is, around. <laughs> and you know what? We're America, and we fight for people who are being hurt. And this is something we have to fight for, not military. Like I said, send military supplies, send the equipment over there, send the javelin missiles, send the stingers, let these people defend themselves. They got 40 million people. What Putin doesn't understand, these are good nationalistic people. They will fight to their last breath. Let's give them the equipment to fight. And you know what? God bless him. That is a uh, – this may be your best appearance ever, even dating back to your Imus days. This may be your best ever, but on the way out, you have a minute to go here, Bo. Great, great, great job, great rant. Are you ready now to admit that Eric Adams is a crappy mayor? Uh, let's, 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 let's keep it on hold for a little bit longer. Cause I've been talking, like I said, to some people who are very high up in the administration. And like I said, he's in a position now, if he realizes it, that he can do something. I met with, uh, I met with some very high powered business leaders. I'm talking about trillion dollar companies. What we got to do is we got to get the names of the assembly people and the state senators, what John Katsimatidis wants to do. I want to sit down, we'll get lists of them, and we'll put them publicly. Who is who is going to support the bail reform? And we'll go after them publicly. And the ones that are, will work with us, we'll give them money. And the ones that don't want to work with us, we'll throw them the hell out. And that Speaker of the Senate and the Speaker of the House, uh, I mean, of the Assembly and the State Senate, if they don't want to support the reform of bail reform, throw them the hell out, too. And if this government with the false teeth, whatever she's got in the mouth. <laughs> she doesn't support bail reform reform. Let's throw her out. You know what? I don't care. We've got to change it from the top down. And the top is the governor, and those two other morons running the state senate and the state assembly have to realize, if you don't support this, you're out of here. And every elected official has to be put on notice. No money to you, and you're out if you don't support this bail reform reform. Just unbelievable. I mean, just unbelievable, Bo Deedle, today. Thank you. That was really magnificent. Of course, he's talking about Kathy Hochul, Andrea Stewart-Cousins, and Carl Hasty. Bo, you are the best, the absolute best. Have a safe trip to uh, California this weekend. We'll talk again next week. That was an amazing appearance. Thank you. Uh, hey, thank you. Thank you, Sid, and God bless everybody. God bless the Ukrainians over there. Just keep fighting the son of a gun. And that little president over there, that is one little tough piece of work. They're going to whack him eventually, but he keeps God barking. (laughs) He's got that to look forward to, Zelensky. They're going to whack him eventually, but he's a tough son of a bitch. Hey, Bo, I love you. That was really great. Uh, Bo Deedle, folks, every Tuesday morning at 740, he brings that fire every time. That was a great rant. What a two hours. 
my God, Margot Katsimatidis, Johnny Russo, Bo Deedle, we're just getting started. Still to come, Emily Pankow, Judge Janine, Cindy Adams, Nancy Lieberman, a women's sports edition of Beat Sid. All that and more. We're celebrating women today right here on Bernie and Sid, only on Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are celebrating International Women's Day. This song goes out to Maureen Morgan. Yes, we had the first lady of WABC, Margot Katsimatidis, an hour ago. And Maureen, of course, is the first lady of Peerless Boilers. I do want to send you folks to today's New York Post, where, of course, um, every week, John Katsimatidis does an amazing job promoting this great radio station. Page 22, as we celebrate International Women's Day, the Grand Marshal is Andrea Katsimatidis. AJ, we love her. Roundtable coming at noon, hosted by Rita Cosby. And all these wonderful female guests all day long. Still three more to come on this show, which include Judge Dean Pirro, Nancy Lieberman, and Cindy Adams. But right now, to my left, I've got a very impressive young lady. Somebody's become a very, very good friend of mine and my wife, Danielle. She's a terrific attorney. And um, I'm proud to call her a friend on this big day for you. Emily Pankow, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Sid. Thank you for that introduction. I'm it's good. True. How I'm, are you? I'm, I'm, I'm a pain in the ass. Yes, yes, you are. I have. It's very difficult for you. I remember, you can be. I, well, I remember we were doing, like, uh, negotiations for a sports show, and that got heated. Mm-hmm. And then you're helping with another personal matter. Mm-hmm. That gets heated. But at the end of the day, yes. at the end of the day, I love you, Danielle loves you, and you always... And John and Margo and Chad, but you always get the job done. Absolutely. Always. Absolutely. And this goes back to your days. Remember from last year? Yeah. When you were a big-time baseball player. Oh, yeah. Your father had you playing baseball, (laughs) didn't he? Yes, I was um, all, I was the only girl on an all-boys baseball team up until, oh, gosh, probably I was like 13 years old when it got to a point. So how many years did you play? Um, well, I mean, I was always playing softball, but I played a few seasons on a like summer travel all boys team. A real baseball. Yeah, team. real baseball team. What yes. position did you play? Yes, um, I was third base. No kidding. Um, but then I actually transferred to softball, and I was a pitcher, and I played softball all through high school. Well, you were a good athlete. You love sports. Yeah, I, I do remember love sports. one of the first times I met you, way back a couple years ago. I think we got involved in like a. Bernie Kosar conversation. Yeah, yes, yes. Are you a Cleveland um, Browns fan? Yeah, unfortunately, most of the time for me, I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. Well, those so. are good years, Bernie, Bernie and John Those Elway. years are good. Yeah. Yeah, there was, a, there was a rough patch. Did you grow up in Cleveland? Uh, no, I went to college in Cleveland. What um, school? Case Western. Oh, yeah, sure. sure. Yeah, yeah. So. And you grew up here, though, in New York? I grew up in Westchester, yep. And you, where did you go to law school? I was in Cleveland as well, and then I transferred and finished at Fordham. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. And then when did you get the job, not the new position, mm-hmm. your first job here with Red Apple Media? So um, the job with Red Apple Group was my first job actually out of law school. Red Apple Group before before the radio, right? Yeah, before the radio. So working for John, um, actually, it's almost 16 years ago that I started working for John. What were you, three when you started? (laughs) I was (laughs) 16 years. I'll take that. I'll take that. So, And and back then, it was was the supermarkets, uh, energy, oil, no radio. No no radio, yeah. So when I started out, I was doing, you know, um, low-level entry legal work. You know, I was working with unions and truck drivers, and it's not, you know, 
an arena you think like you throw a young woman into, but Tough. <laughs> yeah, it can be. But um, and those you know, guys tend to be misogynistic and handsy, yeah, right? Right. Let's listen, in, in any market, anyone can be like that. But um, you know, we as women have to understand um, that it's we need to persevere and keep going forward. And no matter who you are, what your race, what your ethnicity, hard work is appreciated. Yeah. And especially with the Katsimatidis family, you know, Margot touched on that. They support people who work hard. You know, John truly supports men and women. He appreciates the value that people bring to the table, regardless of your age, your gender and your ethnicity. And I think that, you know, sitting here, I like to think that I'm proof of that. You know, I I came in in this entry level and I'm the general counsel now of the media company. I'm general counsel of the home heating oil company here in New York. So, um, you know, hard work is rewarded. That is, uh, that's amazing. General counsel for both of those. And that came your way about three years ago. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I became the general counsel of the oil co- terminal here in New York about three years ago. And then we bought the station um, in March of 2020, right when COVID hit. Right. Uh, and I became the general counsel January 2021 of the media group. That's got to be, I can't imagine there were too many women, young women. I know you're a mother of two. We'll get to that yes. too. <laughs> that have that lofty opposition to your credit. I mean, that's a huge testament to your career. Huge. huge. Well, I, I think the bottom line is something um, that as Margo touched on earlier and John always touches on. Hard work is rewarded. Um, it doesn't matter your ethnicity. It doesn't matter your gender. And, you know, that's something this station has really been focusing on. Um, supporting the community, highlighting people in the community. You know, we have uh, all these days that we've been celebrating from International Women's Day to Hispanic Heritage Day to Black History Month to Gay Pride Day, you know, people are are different. There's all different walks of life and people have different things to bring to the table. And when we open our ears and listen to other points of view, it's when we all grow. But Apple Council, Emily Pankow, and you do work long hours. You're here very early in the morning. You have two children. You still work very late at night. You do a great job at that. And as I'm watching you speak, I'm starting to realize why I like you so much. And it's because you remind me of my wife. Danielle's an attorney. You're an attorney. You're both young. You're mm-hmm. both beautiful. And you both don't take crap from anybody. No. From anybody. I mean, I, right now, this, look at that smiley face. Does that look sweet? <laughs> she will cut your testes off in two seconds. <laughs> two seconds. I'll be gone. But, that is, but that's, what, that's what it's all about because, you know, at the end of the day, you do still realize, I know you know this, that there is still a, a piece of chauvinism, misogyny that is out there. And you have to be very, very tough to get to the level where you are in your career. Sure. Um, Richard Schwartz here at the station calls me uh, an angel with an Uzi. <laughs> right. I love that. That's great. Is that what he says? Yeah, that's what he Very says. Very good. Angel with an Uzi. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. The station was in 27th place. Mm-hmm. Now we're in 8th. Yes. This show specifically does great. John does great, too. Yep. Uh, the, 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 the whole day is mm-hmm. improving, obviously. What do you think that is? Um, I think the growth of the station is unparalleled to anything that anyone else is doing in the market. Um the success, I think, it has a lot to do with John's vision, putting John's vision into effect, which is to support people across all genders, political ideologies, cultures, races. Um, and the growth in audience size shows that listeners across the backgrounds are responding and they like what they hear. Uh, last year when I was on, I quoted Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I remember. I'll do it again with a different quote. She said, real change, enduring change happens one step at a time. And I think the ratings of our station show that. Because the ratings are really just a way of measuring the respect that the listeners have for us, for our talent, for our station, and for our company. And um, that respect is earned, and it's received because the right decisions are being made. 
We have very powerful women on our station. We have Judge Jeanine Pirro, Cindy Adams, Rita Cosby, Liddy Serrani, Dina Martin, and the First Lady of Radio, Joan Hamburg. And uh, today we are proud to honor our Grand Marshal, Andrea Katsimatidis, who is the chairwoman of the Manhattan GOP, encourages women every day to enter the conversation, whether they're constituents, candidates, voters. Um, I think all too often there's women feel a barrier to entry. But Andrea's encouraging, encouraging women to enter this arena yes. and to make their voices heard. Because voices that are shaping our communities, our country, and this great state. No question. Especially Andrea. She does also very, very tough, uh, beautiful, all those things, same mm-hmm. attributes, but very, very tough. You talk about the gender uh, deal. Sure. Has there been a situation where you were not able to land a job, do something you wanted to do along the way, not anymore, because of your gender? Um. You know, gender, I think, always is something that is in the back of our minds, you know, as women. And um, recently I had the pleasure of hearing the new NYPD police commissioner. Keyshawn. I like her. Oh, she's fantastic. She's, cool. yeah. she's yeah. so well-spoken. Somebody, uh, uh, Roger Stone was nasty to her yesterday, but really? I like her. I think she's very good. Yeah. I think she's great. Yeah. And so I recently heard her speak. And when she was introduced, the person introducing her used a male reference. And it's funny. She walked up to the podium and, she, and the crowd kind of jeered a little bit. And yeah. she said... That's okay. She said, I don't need to be a man to be the man. Is that what she said? Yeah. Very and good. And I was like. Very good. Yeah, absolutely. I think when I went to the uh, funeral for uh, Officer Rivera, mm-hmm. John was there. Yes. With uh, George and Dom and a host of others. And outside of his wife and his brother, mm-hmm. obviously they were the saddest. Sure. She was the best. Yeah. She blew the whole audience away. She's yes. really, really good. She's fantastic. She is great. So are there other women that uh, when you were going up, you said, hey, this is a good role model for me? Um, you know, I can't think of any woman specifically, yeah. but I think not a even lot Roseanne of it, Barr. Or... <laughs> <laughs> no, I think a lot of it has to do with um, how we are as parents and what we teach our children. Um, you know, it reminds me of a time in college. A fellow student raised her hand and she was talking about how, when she was a kid, all the books she was reading that talked about professionals, lawyers, doctors, etc., used male pronouns. And so she thought that she couldn't be any of those things because that was only for boys. Wow. So little did she know I brought altar girls to my local archdiocese. So anyway, I raised my hand, and in retrospect, I realized I could have been more articulate and maybe sensitive with my response. But as some of you know, I can be a bit blunt sometimes. <laughs> right. I said, Which is what makes you great. <laughs> I said, well, then that's your parents' fault because mine told me I could be whatever I wanted to be. True. Joe, and so, I tell my kids that every day, too, especially Ava. My daughter's 17, and you know you've got two daughters. Yes. Uh, age five and six. Yes. So this is a very, very serious period for them. Yes, right? yes. Right? This is about the age where they start to form some of their opinions, their personalities. Absolutely. So this is where your work gets harder, not only here, but at home. Absolutely, because we have to think about how we raise our children and how we interact with coworkers, teach those who work for us, Um these interactions have a lifelong impact on people. So I think it's our job as parents and as members of society to do what we can to instill, instill equality in each other. I told Margot this this morning. My daughter Ava came to me a couple of days because she said, Dad, what is your purpose in life? Yeah. All right, I know you heard this. Mm-hmm. I said, my purpose in life. I said, my purpose is uh, you guys. Yeah. You, Gabriel, Danielle. That's mm-hmm. my purpose. My job is a means. I love my job. I'm lucky. I'll, I'll never leave this place. But you're my purpose. And she said, well, I don't have any children yet, so yeah. what's my purpose? Mm-hmm. And I said to her, that's for you to figure out. Yeah. But I'm not sure if that was the right answer. What would, what would you, no, you tell your daughter if she asked you that? Yeah, sure. Um, I think I would tell them to never let yourself down. 
If you're always going to stand up for what's right, whether it's in a moment or in a situation, you'll be known as someone that people want to follow. Yes. And I would tell them, you know, the world isn't always going to be perfectly fair, but they're always going to have to work hard and know that each generation is trying to make it better for the next. Perfect. I should have called you. <laughs> you know, Pete? I should have called. I should have called Emily. I mean, you know, you're always texting me. <laughs> but I'm a pain in the ass. It's too cold in the studio. It's too hot in the well, studio. It is. And sometimes it's I'm not on M&M. every TV in the studio. Only one. Let me tell you. When I made I made this big stink last week, and then when you get a text from the Red House Red, Red Apple <laughs> Council that says I'm going to fix it, that's a big deal. Um, all the things you've done here, uh, all these impressive companies, is it fair to say? I think it is. That of all of it, mm-hmm. this has been the most fun. WABC. I have said it time and time again that, you know, again, I've been here almost 16 years. The past two years now that John's owned the station has been the most fun yeah. that I've had here. Yeah. Every day, like you said, I work long hours, but it doesn't feel like it because it's so much fun. It's not just working with each one of you. It's, um, you know, the interaction, the ideas. It's really like a collaborative effort. And this fam- this company's always run the operation like a family, but you really see it on this floor, and it Agreed. really means a lot to them, and it means a lot to me. Well, I must say that uh, I think you're amazing. I think you're a great person. You're a great attorney. Uh, I've loved working with you. I, I love working with way. you. I look forward to many, many years together. Yes. And uh, every year on this day, you're here at 8 o'clock because you're great. So thank it's you. It's an honor. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. That is uh, the great Emily Pankow. You're a big fan of hers too, Pete. You love Emily. Justin, you're a fan of Emily Pankow? Huge fan. Justin, like ginormous fan. Not a big fan of yours. Uh, she is the general counsel for the Red Apple Media Group and does a fantastic job. Thank God for Emily Pankow. We'll take a short break. Still more to come, including Judge Janine. She's going to stop by today and Nancy Lieberman and Cindy Adams. All that good stuff as we continue to celebrate women on this important day. Thank you, Emily Pankow. Back right after this. Great Carol King at 823 on this Tuesday morning, the celebratory Tuesday morning on Talk Radio 77 WABC celebrating women today and already a couple of great guests, Margot Katz and Matides, Emily Pankow, a couple of guys too that were terrific, John Russo who wrote my book which you can pre-order right now on Amazon, Citizens United, and Bo Deedle. Still to come, Judge Janine Pirro, she's always amazing. She'll be here at 840. Hall of Famer Nancy Lieberman. One of the great basketball players and coaches in women's history. So join us at 9.05. And the very funny Cindy Adams, who, as I said earlier this morning, has no idea who I am. She keeps coming on with me, but she has no idea who I am. Carol King is one of the all-time greats. Yes and no, Lewis. Oh, top top uh, five. Is that right? I don't, I, don't, I don't know. No, she really is one of the all-time greats. Yeah. No, that's why they had that Broadway thing, which I heard about a lot in the last couple of years. Oh, Michael Reed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you ever go to a show with him? You ever go? With him? I, I did not. No. Did you, did, did you ever go to uh, your Broadway? You don't seem like a Broadway I'm guy. Not to me. really. It's no. too close. People are there. Uh, no, it's just too many people. Well, I'm not. I'm not. Well, wait a second. Were you like a COVID freak? No, no, because no. I didn't see you. No, no, no. But I, I don't like. Sit, you know, I'm still like right next to somebody. You, know, you don't like there. that. 
Yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm a claustrophobic. Now, what about MJ? Is MJ into Broadway and all yes, that stuff? Very she is. Much. Yeah. MJ is uh, Lewis's girlfriend. She's a I, great girl. I, I How long to, are you guys together now? Uh, it's actually about 15 years. Six, is that right? Yeah, it's over 15. Did you say sexually? <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard, too. I said 15, almost 16. You said, said sexually 15 years. Fine, that's what I said. I said sexually. What was it before that? Right, not right, not what, sexual? What, what, you guys play Monopoly? I don't understand. Uh, I refuse to answer on the grounds this that is, they incriminate This me. is International that's Women's done. Day. Show that's some done. respect. The incrimination is done, bro. Hey, where, where are my cowboy boots? I'm going out. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you attacking me? I, what, did, what did I do? I, somebody attacked me first. Okay, <laughs> fine. No, I can't believe it's been 15 years. It is. So this dates all the way back. Oh, I was gone already. 2005. Okay. Because when I was at FAN the first time, and you were hanging out with me and Danielle quite a bit, there was no MJ. I, let me tell you, in, in the back seat of you and Danielle's car was uh, actually <laughs> a, a book on its own. We pulled into a, after an FAN Christmas party. We, I, yeah, you come home with me, bro. Go, let's go. Just come home with me. I got in the back seat. And I don't have. I'm drunk, and we're we are. I don't even know who another. Danielle uh, was female. driving. Yeah, yeah. We, no, I think you were. I driving. was driving. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we we are driving in Long Island somewhere, and we pulled into a gas station. You couldn't find any of the three major highways to get out of Long Island. Pulled into the gas station. You didn't go up to the pump. You're standing there like, and you're screaming at the guy. <laughs> hey, we're just looking for the uh, the LIE. What? LIE what? What? The guy's like, you got you got to turn around. You got to go about it. Danielle goes, how does he know which direction we got to go in? He doesn't know what we're talking about. Yeah, he doesn't know, does he? Ah, screw you. We'll find it. Pulled out. I remember. It was a hellish trip. It was hellish. I, it was, it was like and we got back to Chelsea. I was like, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. You two guys go out. And you and I went to that gay bar. We talked about this yesterday. Another but you one? wanted to go to. Yeah, we, we, we did that quite a bit. I just followed you. I had no idea where I was. I just know I had like eight 20s in my wallet, and I woke up the next morning, and I had zero. No, that was a different night. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, let me tell you about this night. So uh, Danielle would hang out with me and Lou. That's how close we were. Seriously, he was a family friend. But we went out a lot alone, me and Lou. And uh, there were a couple times where I had a fight with Danielle and meet Lou. So we'd always go to this one place. There's a sports bar on the Upper West Side, and it's called Blondies. Blondies. Right. So, in fact, Janice would come once in a while and other folks. So I would meet Lou at Blondies all the time. And um, one night, we're in Blondies for like the hundredth time. Good morning, Corey Zellman. And uh, <laughs> next thing you know, we like smell smoke. Oh, that's right. The place got on fire in the, the back. The place caught on fire. Fire. The whole, a couple of uh, engine companies came in. Right. Right and, through the bar. And we were so angry, Lou and I, that we had to leave. They're like, the place is on fire. You're going to burn it to death. We're like, we got shots coming. We got shots coming. That night, you spent about 400 bucks because I think Eddie Coleman was there that night. And, and, no, and Eddie, Eddie likes his beers. No, not Eddie. <laughs> well, we were getting in the cab, leaving. We're getting in the cab. And I got in my, the back. Sid gets in the back. Bartender was your friend knocking on the door. Right. The I girl, forgot his the name. Girl. You got to pay yeah. the money. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sid, there's a matter of this right here. This <laughs> holding the bill. We didn't even pay. We were getting in the camp. We just leave. left. And right. then I hear this. Uh, Luke, Luke, can you step out for a second, too? Can you, I, 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 don't, I, I, I don't know what I got on me. That's it. My wallet was getting empty. Oh, God. It was. 400 bucks. Blindies. That was, uh, that was a good time. Man, we had we had some fun times. Those Christmas parties at the it was a Long Island City Garden a, Garden City. I yeah, think the hotel. Yeah, the guy's name was Rosenberg. I think Brian Rosenberg who ran those parties. Why not? And it was a blast. We yeah, had a good time. Good. It's all in the book called Gay Bars and Myself. <laughs> <laughs> I should name the book. You're right. Yeah. Uh, Judge Janine is uh, is coming up at uh, eight forty. 
Then we'll do Nancy Lieberman at 9.05. Good stuff, Lewis. 9.25, Cindy Adams will play Beat Sid, the uh, female sports version. And um, Bernard is off till Monday. We know that. He's back at Sloan today getting more chemotherapy. He's going to be great. Hopefully this is his third and final round. We'll wait and see. He'll be evaluated next week after this third and final round. But again, at the risk of uh, repetition, the uh, the cast, when Bernie's not here, and Bernie is amazing, we know that. But when he's not here, the cast always steps up, and, and they've really done a tremendous Jed Lopez, Matt Meany, are putting great talent around me. Uh, Lou Rafino, Luke Lograno, Justin Ellick, Frank, and the whole crew. And then we have friends who walk in who are brilliant, guys like Pete Morgan, Corey Zelnick. They'll just stop by and say hello. Corey continues to try to convince New Yorkers that uh, that it's back, and he's so handsome and he's so smart, and he's very, very successful. And if you listen to somebody, he'd be the guy to listen to. Right, you, you want to believe him. Right, but he's, he's, he's completely lost. I mean, he's lost. <laughs> he's betting on New York. God bless him. I, I'm with him. Yeah, so with him, you live in New Jersey. What do you mean you're with him? I, I, when was my, the last time you lived in New York? You wouldn't well, move here in a million I, when years. When I was a little kid, but both my children live in the city. You are moving to Massachusetts. I am not. Yes, you are. Not a, not a chance. What is that place you go to in the summer with Maureen? That you, uh, Nantucket. Oh, you love Nantucket. Yeah. Oh, it's a great area. Where are you, where you, where are you staying in Nantucket there, Pete? I'm, um, I'm, an, I'm an act guy myself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Given that usually, I grew up in Chappaqua. Uh, usually, usually, and we discovered it maybe 11, 12 years ago, we used to go to Jersey Shore and Right. Summer Europe stuff, but right. we've been going to Nantucket now since about 2012. You invited me last summer, but I think you were serious. You were busy. Yeah, I was very busy. You invited Justin, but you didn't have any cowboy boots. That's right. No, usually Surfside in that area. Oh, that's yeah. nice. You know, nice. Yeah, that's Those nice. are the best waves. So. Yeah. yeah, so it's Hence, nice. Surfside. I understand. You yeah. I get it. Yes. <laughs> you're, you're a Hamptons guy, right, Corey? You do the uh, Hamptons yeah, stuff. Yeah, I go out of East. Yeah. You like the Hamptons? It's nice. Is it back? It's, it's, <laughs> never left. That's, that's where they all went. That's, that's right. where they all went. That's, that's right. where they all went. Now I, I know. Just, now I just visit. You know how Stern still hasn't left his house? I know. Still. Do you live anywhere near him? Are you in, nowhere near? I he's, where is he? He's in East Hampton. Or? He's east all the way out east. And where are you, like Quag or something? Or? No, I'm, I'm in uh, Remsenburg. Oh, Remsenburg. Okay. Yeah. Billy Joel by you? Anybody famous? Anybody good? No, just the way I like it. Just nice and quiet. Just you and Jessica. by you. Zelnick's there. Who's there? He's there. That's well, and he's oh, famous. That's he's right. famous, right? Famous he's enough. very famous. You know, Corey stopped in on Friday, and, um, you know, they do a great job. Gabby Lopez, Eric Salas. Look at the TV show right now, WBCRadio.tv. It looks every bit as good as today's show, Good Morning America, any one of these shows. It really does, all kidding aside. And they're very quick, because of Chad Lopez, his genius, to get this stuff up on the web right after the show, because obviously content is how you win the game. So on Friday afternoon, I saw a bunch of these videos of you and I. You look great. You sounded great. They're all over your Instagram. You get a lot of folks that comment on that type of stuff? Not only do you get a lot of folks that commented on it, I actually got a, my own first fanboy. I had a guy call me up, really call the office, and just was happy to talk to me. Is he, that right? He believed in what I said about New York. He's 100% behind me. Who is this guy? A, a local real estate guy. Been in the real estate business for 40 years. Did, third, you, know, did third, you know his name before? No idea. Wow. No wow. idea. In the residential world, you know, that's not really my world. And he said, first, he couldn't believe I picked up his phone call. Wow. And we just had a nice, lovely chat telling me about his family, multi-generation, all these apartments. Believes in it, believes in it, believes in it. But he was so excited. And Let so I tell, was very excited. Let me tell you something. The uh, There's this football thing. You guys should appreciate this. When there's a great coach and the great coach like Bill Walsh, or Bill Parcells, they got a tree. Like Bill Parcells has Bill Belichick and a host of others. Bill Walsh has 100 guys that won Super Bowls. The Sid Rosenberg tree that we have formed here, like you're a big star now. 
You're a big star now. All you guys are big stars now. Yes, I've just, Lou Rapino compared myself, analogized myself to Bill Walsh and Bill Parcells in the radio tree when Corey Zelnick starts getting phone calls, and deservedly so, from people in New York City because they love him. That's a tree right there. Is that right, Lou? Yes, he's a celeb. <laughs> celeb. <laughs> no, it's a big deal. No, no, it was great. He said, I, he, first of all, he loves the show. Loves the show. Been listening to you guys for 100 years. And he just said, I was just, you know, just wanted to talk because he believed in what I had to say. I, you were very convincing. I'm uh, serious. You really not, were. And I, I'm not trying I mean, to be convincing. I try to, I try to be factual. Well, you're not factual. I'm factual <laughs> and optimistic. Nonsense. Complete nonsense. <laughs> but your, your, your delivery, you're brilliant. Thank you. You look great. And, yes. you know, you, and if you want to believe it, because you have no choice, kind of like Eric Adams, like, we have no choice. He has no, to be a great mayor. So you, you have to want to believe it. So we have to want to believe you, even though I think you're more factual than Eric Adams. I think so, too. And by the way, you, you, you avoided talking about how crowded yesterday in the New, in the New York Post, yeah. okay, how, how crowded the Long Island Railroad is and Metro North is because people are coming back to the city to work. I did do that. That was on purpose, because I knew you were coming in tonight. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure. No, is that true? Hunt fact. All right. Cody Zalnick and uh, Pete Morgan, all the guys, thank you for that. Judge Deneen is coming up next. Courtney Love, of course, she was married to, um, what was his name for Nirvana? Kurt Cobain. That's right. Who? It's rumored he wrote most of the songs. He, he did for her, too? Well, it's a rumor. Okay. It's a rumor. What was the name of her? Oh, Hole was Hole. the name of her group. Right. This is Malibu. On this International Women's Day, I'm not sure it's Judge Janine's first choice, but it's my wife, Danielle. She loves this song. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and therein lies the rub. Okay. <laughs> Judge Janine, of course, is a treasure. She does an amazing radio show every Sunday, 11 a.m. here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. She's now part of what I believe, uh, alongside Tucker Carlson, is the best show on Fox News, which is The Five. Uh, Does a great job there, too, and uh, is fearless and beautiful and smart and was the reason why I enjoyed doing my Sunday morning sports show here for a couple of years. So I got a chance to see her. Hey, Janine, there's a picture right now of you and I on WABCRadio.tv on a Sunday morning when you're about to go on the air and I'm waiting for you to finish. You and I together. It's a great picture. So uh, anyway, welcome. WABCRadioWhat.com TV. WABCRadio.tv. You know, this this radio show is, is simulcast every day. Yes. So you can watch yes. it. Yes, all right. Yeah. I have it. All right, I looked it up. All right, let's talk about what we're going to talk about. Let's get right to it. Let's get to the issue, obviously, with Ukraine and uh, and uh, Russia. But uh, go ahead. Okay. All right, let, let me just riff for a minute. I must tell you that we have watched 13 days of hell being visited upon an innocent, sovereign nation, upon its people, by a, a thug, by an animal, by a pig, by the name of Putin. 
and I am I am sickened to see that these corridors for uh, 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 to be able to leave the country are lined with IEDs, and that women and children are being attacked. Children are having their legs blown off. Children in cancer centers can't even get their treatment. The cancer centers are being uh, assaulted by this animal, Putin. I, I hate that the world is watching this. And, you know, when you think about it, war is war, right? But this was unprovoked. There is no issue here. Ukraine is a victim of a Russian terrorist pig. And the more I watch this, the angrier I get. And I understand the no-fly zone. But what I don't understand is this. Why did Biden not send the weapons when Zelensky asked for them, when the president of Ukraine asked for them? And even Zelensky said what he was in hiding. He said, what a pity that the Biden didn't send us the arms when we asked for it. I want to know why we are so slow in getting to ending Russian oil. I don't care if it's 10 percent, 2 percent or 50 percent. We should not be funding this war, and we are funding this war by giving Russia money to, pay, to buy arms and to pay for the, this, this war. And at the, at the end of all of this, you've got a guy who's threatening Biden, who is such a wuss at this point, where Biden isn't even going through his nuclear uh, exercises because he doesn't want to think that he doesn't want Putin to think that he might be, you know, getting ready for a nuclear war. No, there is peace in strength and it's not going to happen. And that's all I have to say. I'm disgusted with this. Every American is. And let me say one more thing. Seventy one percent of Americans do not do not object to rising gas prices if it means an end to our buying Russian oil. And let me ask you this. Why did why did Biden on the first day decide that he was going to end the Keystone Pipeline and end American energy independence? Why is he begging OPEC and Iran and Venezuela now for oil? Because Biden is a wuss. He is not fighting for America. Well, so he'll get up at the State of the Union and say, buy American. Yeah, except for energy. Right. I mean, not just a wuss again, Janine Pirro. By the way, the first female DA of Westchester County. I did speak to Ann Donnelly yesterday, Nassau County. Janine, the first yeah. of Westchester County. Not just a wuss. That's bad enough, Janine. But he's corrupt. At the end of the day, his kid was taking millions from the mayor of Moscow's wife. He's taking millions and his brother and his kid from a Ukrainian energy company, uh, China. Right. So at the end of the day, Bush is bad enough, but he's corrupt. So he's in the middle of a mess that he can't really fix. Well, you know, I did a uh, Fox Nation show on Hunter Biden. You know, it, the, the, the whole family, it's a family of pigs. Between Joe Biden's brother, they're pigs at the trough, and and Hunter and uh, the rest of them. He is picking up money all over the world. And when Joe Biden is dumb enough, I mean, this man, talk about, I, I don't care about cognitive decline. When he was at his height, he was stupid. He's so dumb enough to get in front of the American people and say, I went to, uh, uh, went to the president of Ukraine and said, if you don't get rid of the prosecutor investigating my son's oil company, for which he gets $83,000 a month, right. and does, knows nothing about energy, knows nothing about oil, doesn't speak Ukrainian, doesn't go to media, meetings, but if you don't get rid of that prosecutor, I'm not going to give you six hundred million dollars in American aid. Since when do you boast about that? Since when do you say I'm going to get rid of a prosecutor in case they're getting too and by the way, my pocket? Not just did he say it, but he called him a son of a bitch. And then they actually got rid of him. And here's what's funny, Judge. 
they actually impeached Donald Trump for a phone call. That video right there, that proved Biden did it. Mm -hmm. He did do it. Biden did do it. Look, Biden is corrupt. His son is corrupt. Joe Biden knows about it. And, you know, if you if you want to talk about Hunter just for two seconds, I mean, Hunter had an had an affair with his brother's wife. Right. Dead brother's dead, uh, dead brother, dead dead brother's brother's wife. wife. Yes. Bo's dead brother's wife. Okay, she was doing drugs with him. They were doing they were uploading sex videos of themselves. They had to send her to rehab, too. What a messed up family. It is messed up. And you know what's messed up? Today we're celebrating International Women's Day, and you're at the very top of the list. Again, first Westchester DA, just just an amazing career judge, and now, of course, author, TV, radio, you do it all. And here we broke the glass ceiling with the very first ever female vice president, and my God, what a waste of time she is. Well, one woman that I am not going to herald on International Women's Day is Kamala Harris. This woman is a joke. And by the way, I was the first woman county judge, and I was the first woman to prosecute a murder. And I that, 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 wow. that's no big deal. Well, but, 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 but irrespective of that, I worked hard for those things. I worked hard to get elected. I got elected to things that only men had been elected to. And you know what? We've got this woman up there who does nothing but cackle. She gets up there and cackles. She is an embarrassment. She is not a model for young women in America. She is a joke. She doesn't know the answer to any substantive question, and she is she is just an embarrassment on the international stage. And, and not just her. She is. She's an embarrassment, and she's the VP. And not just her. How about the energy secretary? Right. Who, when they asked, you know, can we? When do you think we can start drilling? <laughs> I had a want. Wait a minute. During during Donald Trump's term, we were energy independent. But I got to tell you, I googled International Women's Day before I got on the show. And they said that the purpose of uh, Women's International Day this year is for gender equality today for a sustainable tomorrow. Well, I'm in for ge- all in for gender equality, unless you got that bozo guy who decides to be a girl, Leah Thomas, who is oh. now uh, apparently going to be headed to the Olympics, yep. beating all the women because yep. he's a man. Yep. I'm not into that kind of gender equality. You know, I had this fight last night. By the way, Kathy Hochul, another female, another joke, the governor of this state. I, my daughter, oh my Ava, gosh. is 17. And uh, we had this, and she's become completely liberal. She goes to high school in New York yeah. City. Judge, she was a Donald yeah. Trump fan when she was 12. New York ruined her out of Boca Raton. But long story yeah. short, we had this argument last night, and she's all for transgenders and, and people competing and men sharing bathrooms. And I just can't seem to convince her that it's gross. And she said, Dad, it's not gross. What you're saying is gross because people need to have this quote-unquote equality. But like you, I draw the line at a, at a horny man walking into a female bathroom to see a young girl naked. Well, you know what? I think these kids are idealistic. I don't think they have any sense of the real world. I mean, think about it. This is a generation who needed a safe space. This is a generation that needed a room at Harvard to cry. You know, these are, this generation is nowhere near what we were like. I mean, I started my first job at 12, and I'm sure you did as well. Yep. And, you know, I, I was taught that it was about God, family, and country. And, you know, I'm no hero, but I'll tell you this. I know how to work hard and I know how to fight. These kids are, they're wimps. And so they're like, oh, yeah, gender equality is wonderful. Look, tell your daughter that she has taken away every dream of every young woman who got up at five in the morning to compete in swimming because some guy decided he couldn't win as a man, so he's going to win as a woman. Ask her about that. Ask her to talk to her. I'm not going to do any of that. I'm going to have you call her. Hmm. I 
I'd be happy to call. You give me her number after the show. And her name's Ava? Ava, yes, Ava. Ava. She's a beautiful girl. Name. She's a lovely girl on her way to London yeah. probably for college, And uh, but she'd love to talk to you. So, But uh, talking yeah. about Ava and other young girls, you know, you, you're very uh, humble when you talk about what you've done during your career. You don't have to be. You're amazing. You're the first of just about everything. So for young girls, this is obligatory. Please, can you, uh, for the for the young girls listening today, what is your advice? How do they become the next Janine Pirro? Well, you know how how to how to be a success in whatever lane you choose. That is to have your eye on that 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 goal and to never waver from it. And it means you have to work hard, and it means you have to focus, and it means you have to sit down with yourself and have a plan. You have to see it. You have to, everything you do has to be in that direction. And, you know, that doesn't mean that you get to party like everybody else all the time. That doesn't mean you get to spend hours on your phone and liking people that you don't even know, that you've (laughs) never even seen, that could give a damn about you, okay? Stop wasting your time. Oh, I like this person. Oh, look, she got 50,000 likes. Who gives a damn? She only cares, that person, he or she only cares about whether or not you adore them. Start adoring yourself. Start making sure that you're the person that that is the hero. You're the person who has reached the goal that you want. And stop wasting your time with some of this nonsense that you're that you're doing with this with the internet. Kids are spending 13, 14 hours a day on their iPhones. Get off that phone. So I guess it's a bad time for me to ask you to follow me on Instagram. <laughs> You can follow me on Instagram. I do. I already uh, do. I already yeah. do. Last one, 30 seconds. Which yep. is further, further from happening? The complete return of New York City or the complete return of the United States? Further, New York City. Really? The United States. Yeah, I believe the United States will get back. I think New York City, uh, we've got a governor who doesn't care about bail reform or talks out of both sides of her mouth. We've got a mayor who comes back after speaking to the governor and the legislators, uh, Andrew Stewart-Cousins and Carl Heastie, and starts talking and criticizing the press corps for asking him questions, criticizes the press corps, you know, because they don't know what it's like to walk in his shoes. Stop with this bull, with this nonsense. And start focusing on New Yorkers because uh, it is a New York is dangerous now. I'm sorry, it just is. It's a scary place. And until and unless we get some legislators who are willing to protect the safety of, of innocent New Yorkers, America is going to come back before New York City does. Eleven o'clock Sunday mornings, five o'clock every weekday afternoon on Fox News. The five, you're brilliant. You're a treasure. I really love you. Thank you, Judge. Thank you. Cheers, Sid. All right. I'll see you later on today. There she is, folks. The great Judge Deneen Pirro and her show again Sunday mornings is not good. It is great. Three hours in the book still to come. Nancy Lieberman, the very funny Cindy Adams, and the Beat Sid version, Women's Sports, written by Luke Legrano. Fourth and final hour is next.
Cheryl Crow, the great Cheryl Crow. International Women's Day, fourth and final hour here on Bernie and Sid in the morning. Bernard back at Sloan Kettering today, round three of chemotherapy. He'll be back with us on Monday. But we've had a great show today celebrating women. We've got a great hour coming your way. And a bunch of really good guests stopping by the rest of the week, including Congressman Peter King and FAN legend Joe Beningo tomorrow. Bill O'Reilly and Tim Tebow coming up on Thursday and more. Uh, This lady joined me last year on this day, and she's back again today. Big fan of her since I'm a kid. You know, my wife, Danielle, is a lawyer in uh, Nassau County. This lady is actually in the Nassau County Hall of Fame. She was a tremendous basketball player, Olympic gold, all kinds of medals, pro basketball, WNBA, coaching in the NBA, broadcasting in the NBA, and the only female ever to coach a men's team to a championship, which she did in Ice Cube's league a couple of years ago. They don't come better than this lady. Not in basketball, Nancy Lieberman. Nancy, welcome back. Sid Rosenberg here in New York. How are you? I am 100% great, so thank you for having me on. It's great to have you, Lady Magic, as they nicknamed you uh, many, many years ago. I've had some great women on so far today, Nancy. Margot Katsimatidis, John's wife, amazing lady. We've got our Red Apple Council lady, Emily Pankow, Judge Jeanine Pirro. You, again, in the long line of very accomplished women. Sometimes uh, I have these conversations, and women will be like, well, I don't really want to get into the women aspect of it. I'm a little uncomfortable with that. And other times they're like, hey, let me tell you something. It's still a man's world. It ain't easy. In the world of basketball, that's got to be the case. So which side of the fence do you fall on today? Uh, I don't understand why anybody would not want to be proud to talk about women and historically what, what, what has happened to women. You know, it's International Women's Day, but it's also the 50-year anniversary of Title IX. And Title IX is a law. It's not an opinion. And it was signed uh, in 1972 on June 23rd by President Nixon. And you wouldn't be talking to me or any female athlete if it wasn't for Title IX. It, it gave us the opportunity for, for education and to play sports. Um, and it's changed our lives. Uh, any prominent female athlete from the 70s and on, you know, International Women's Day, Title IX, uh, it's the second, I believe, most important bill ever put in to law for women, uh, and voting was the, the first. I agree with you. It is a hugely important law. My daughter, for example, is a big-time tennis player. Uh, I enjoy uh, her playing. I love watching it. And I enjoy women's sports, too. That was a very, very big deal. So that brings me to this question. When I see a man who identifies himself as a woman, Nancy, show up at the University of Pennsylvania – and swim against other females, and I get really aggravated watching that. How does Nancy Lieberman feel? Well, I'm for I'm for gender equity. I'm for uh, opportunity for all. Obviously, as a minority and as a woman who has tried to, you know, break down barriers of playing against men, playing, uh, coaching them. I think it's important in business, sports, in life in general to have opportunities. What I would say. Having trained Martina Navratilova, and Renee Richards was her coach, and she transitioned from Richard Raskin to Renee Richards, and she was amazing um, in so many ways. So I was around this. So this is my suggestion, because we do want the trans athletes to have every opportunity to perform 
It's it's their right. But why don't you have a third platform, you know, a, a podium? In wrestling, you have different weight classes. In boxing, you have different weight classes. So somebody who is a flyweight doesn't have to wait play against a heavyweight or, or fight against a heavyweight. So why don't we have a, a third platform for trans athletes whose bodies are still biologically, even though they might be transitioning, you still, I mean, the science is there that you're bigger, you're stronger. It's, it's not a fair fight in certain areas. And we're talking just sports right now. I'm not talking about being a CEO. I'm not talking about being a marketing director. I'm talking about I'm big and strong. If my son TJ decided tomorrow tomorrow to transition, he's going to have an advantage over me. And and I, and I'm not a doctor, but um, from what I have researched, even if you start transitioning over and taking, you know, some of the the meds um, that you need to, to, you know, complete the process, it could be a year or two, but you're not losing your muscle mass. You're not losing that additional strength that you had over me. So that's all I'm saying. I don't want young girls who have worked their whole lives to be swimmers to get beat in a pool by someone who biologically still has the composition of a man. You know, Nancy, Does you that said sound fair? No, very fair. And that's exactly what I say at home. There should be a third league, third bathroom, third all these things. But you mentioned not a CEO, not a, uh, you know, a banker. And this is something I brought up to you last year. I'll bring it up again, only because I really respect this guy, Mike Francesa, another Long Island native, maybe the greatest talk show host ever. He got in some hot water a couple of years ago because he said a woman should not be coaching a men's team. Well, you won a championship two years ago coaching a men's team. He may say that's three-on-three, not NBA, but it's ridiculous. But there you go. It doesn't matter the strength, the body size. Why would Mike Francesa say something like that? Because he's ignorant. (laughs) It happens. There's people like that in the world. And I don't dislike him, but he's he's not educated uh, in this area. He's a shock radio guy. Uh, I've been on Mike's show before. I appreciate, you know, that he's digging up some ratings. But wait a second. But Nancy, Nancy, I'm I'm, I'm a shock radio guy, too, but I'm I'm not dumb enough to believe that a woman can't coach. I mean, it's proven. We, you know, and if Mike wants to wants to come sit down, talk to me. I played for the Lakers. I played for Pat Riley. I played for the Utah Jazz in my twenties when I didn't have a women's professional league. I I knew that I was outmanned. They were bigger. Go ask Pat Riley. Go ask Frank Layton. They were bigger, stronger, faster. But you couldn't measure my heart, my desire, and my will. Look what the Ukrainians are doing. They look like they can't compete. And all they're doing is fighting and fighting. And, 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 you know, they become our superheroes. Uh, You know, I knew that I was outmanned. So I had to find things that I did better than them. I studied sometimes a playbook a little higher. I watched a little bit more film. I knew how to get the ball to certain people. But like I said, I don't want to blow my horn. Go talk to Pat Riley and ask him who started four games into my tenure with the Lakers, and he didn't even want me in 1980 that he told Jerry West and Dr. Buss. But he he accepted me, and he, he he's made hundreds of thousands of dollars telling the story in his speeches 
about somebody who changed his mind and opened his thought process that everything is possible. You know, for me to leave the NBA because, you know, Cube offered me a head coaching job. I, I was the highest paid coach. I still am. I'm going into my fourth season in the, you know, the, uh, the big three, Gary Payton, Rick Barry, Rick Mahorn, mm. Dr. J, George Gervin, Hall of Famers all over the place. And the first thing Ice Cube said to me was, you are going to be the highest paid coach. Whatever Dr. J makes, you will make. Tell that to your agent. Wow. That's the person you want to work for because he gets it. And I, I had to prove I could coach. I had to prove that I was worthy of that opportunity. But for him to celebrate me and not tolerate me, that's a beautiful thing in the world. It sucks when people are are demeaning you and telling you what you can't be. I'm 63 years old. I've been, I was, I'm still the youngest Olympic basketball player ever, male or female. I was in high school in 76, but I, I don't want people to be dream stealers. I want people to be hope givers. If there's a woman of color in your office, give her a chance. If there's somebody that doesn't look like you in the workplace, please give them a chance. Hire somebody that doesn't look like you. You know, you can hire me to do anything you want. And if I fail you, cut me. That's fair, but I will say this. That's fair, and and, uh, that's a very impassionate speech, and I agree, and it's lovely. But, Nancy, don't tell me to hire you. That's my issue with where we are today. I want females to have every opportunity men have. I want African-Americans to have the same thing. But I don't like when government or companies or people tell me today, well, you must do it because of a gender or a race. That's That's where I draw the line, Nancy. Okay, well, I agree with you. I don't want the government to tell me what to do. Uh, I, I, I don't. I mean, you, you want you a, what, a, even a, even sports leagues. I don't like the fact that that the, the Rooney Rule. The truth is, they bring in African American coaches. Nancy, they've already hired a white guy. What happened to Brian Flores happens all the time. It's embarrassing. It's not it's real. It's embarrassing. It's wrong. And I, I look. I was championed by the black community growing up. When I was young and people were telling me I was stupid, dumb, and never going to make anything of myself, what's a little white Jewish girl playing in Rucker <laughs> Park, playing in the park with wow. black, white kids, <laughs> boys? And you know what? You know who changed my life? Who? Muhammad Ali. Wow. I fell in love with him at 10. At, by the grace of God, I meet him at 19 after I go to college at Old Dominion, and we win our first championship. I'm invited back to uh, be the athlete for fundraiser for the Olympic committee at the the stock exchange in New York. And the other athlete is Ali and Ali here is my hero. Mm. And he knew I was full of crap. He knew I was broken. He knew I was a fraud, but I hid behind being Nancy Lieberman, the basketball player who had accomplishments, but I didn't love me. I I was broken from my childhood with no father and no food and no heat and people making fun of me. And I needed sports more than sports needed me. Mm. So Ali was the one and he never let go of my hand to the day we buried him almost, I think, six years ago in Louisville. He just knew 
he just knew that I had to be better. And he keeps saying, he kept saying to me at 19, 20 years old, God made you special. And wow. I was like, how does this guy know this? Mm. And to, you know, for me to be on this call with you all these years later and tell you that I, Ali told me the greatest religion in the world is love and kindness, mm. right? Service to others is the rent you pay for your time here on earth. What can I do for you? How can I help you? You know what? Why am I on this call today at eight o'clock? Because you give a crap about women. I, I have a list in front of me of 30 calls, interviews, podcasts today, tomorrow, through the week. I did yours because I'm loyal. I'm a loyal dog. You've had me on. Mm -hmm. You have shown respect. Thank you. And I show respect back to you, uh, whether we agree on everything or not. True. And True. I appreciate men who champion us. Um, you, you're a champion of me. Wow. And I, <laughs> I respect that. But on, on many levels, I, I think we think the same way. And I'm grateful to every man that has given me a major job or an opportunity for a job. It is not my birthright to coach in the NBA. It's not stinking Skittles. Everybody doesn't get one. I had to earn the right. But let me tell you the other side of it. I was lucky because I was building relationships, right? The world is about networking and relationships. And if you're, if you're white, you probably interact with more white people, so you feel comfortable with them, so you hire them. Well, we have, if you will integrate me, like Rick Carlisle has done hmm. with women in the NBA, yep. he's been so good at integrating women that now we're in the boys' club. White women, black women, we're in the boys' club because of people like Warren Legary, uh, people like the NBA Coaches Association, Adam Silver, uh, Rick, Rick Carlisle. So now it's easier for somebody to go, you know what, I'm going to hire Ginny Boo or I'm going to hire, um, you know, Christy Tolliver. But if you don't have relationships, you can't get hired. And then we get to the rub part. Don't force me to hire somebody that doesn't look like me that I don't know. So you could see that dichotomy, that, that issue. Um, but I agree with you. You shouldn't have to be forced to do it. But let's, let's organically create those relationships with love and kindness. Agree. That's all I'm saying. No, I, I couldn't agree more. I have to tell you that uh, your bio is long. Uh, I have a lot of stuff here. Lady Magic, WNBA, gold medal, silver medals, championships, NBA, Lakers. I mean, it's long. It's long. And it's very, very impressive. But more impressive than this bio is you. You are a special, special lady. And I really love having you on every year. I'd like to have you on more. Thank you for coming on. What you said today was perfect. It was beautiful. In the last 30 seconds, Nancy Lieberman, for a young girl right now that wants to live the life that you've lived, what would your advice be? My advice would be know the power you don't know you have. You have the power to do anything, but you have to see it. You have to say it to be it. I had to see myself being on the Olympic team in high school. It had never been done. Every day I'd brush my teeth, I'd be in the mirror, and I'd be like, I'm going to make this team. I'm going to make this team. Mm -hmm. And then when it happened, 
I, I already had the belief system that I was there. So, you, you know, you have to believe in yourself. You have to love yourself. And that's the most important thing. Well, I love you. You were really great again today. Thank you so much. Enjoy this day. Enjoy the month. Keep winning. Uh, I know you win every day, whether you're playing basketball <laughs> or not. Thank you so much, Nancy. You're terrific. Uh, well, God bless you, and God bless America. God Thank bless you. you, too. All right. Nancy Lieberman, there she is on this International Women's Day, and that was a very intense and great conversation. Whoa, that was good. And uh, just continues. We'll talk to the very funny Cindy Adams. We'll play Beat Sid, the women's edition, all that and more as we continue to celebrate this big day, International Women's Day, only right here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Looking out on the morning rain, I used to feel so uninspired. I saw this movie, Jennifer Hudson playing Urethra Franklin last year. Stop, stop saying that. <laughs> Fine, Aretha Franklin. Uh, and she was brilliant, and the movie was great. You know, I saw a great TV show. It uh, just came out. It's on Stars, And it stars Courtney Cox, Greg Kinnear, Cheryl and Fenn, and a host of others. And it's called Shining Veil. Vale. And you need to watch it. It's great. Only two episodes are out, but it's great. Uh, anyway, that was uh, Aretha Franklin as we continue to celebrate International Women's Day here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Every Sunday afternoon from 1 to 2 o'clock, this lady owns the airwaves, owns them. She's been on with me many, many times. She has no idea who I am, no idea. We have a dinner together. We go to a birthday party together, my wife and my No idea. But she comes on, and she's rip-roaring. She's a genius, a New York treasure, and a legend, and a must-have on this Women's Day. It is the great Cindy Adams. <laughs> I, oh, I, I actually do know who you are, George. See how great you are. I say, I say to my wife, Danielle, this morning, I go, Cindy, here's what I'm about Cindy Adams, okay? She loves Bill O'Reilly. She's got a crush on Chad Lopez. She once took a cold shower with Val Kilmer. Yeah, I did. I did. But, you know, when WABC said we were talking up women this week, I was happy. I said, gee, I love talking to Bernadette and Sedell. I really do. <laughs> talking to you two is so great. I haven't had this That's much funny. fun since we all went for Botox together. <laughs> That's funny. Bernadette and Sedell. Very, very good, Cindy. Very, very good. Listen, it's early for me. What the hell do you want? You know. We we joke about women, seriously, for, for two seconds. I know we're bus drivers, carpenters, plumbers today. We do everything. But I had an experience, a friend of mine, a well-deserved guy. He's a lawyer. He got into an elevator with one other passenger, a young lady. They both got off at the same floor. He's being senior, so he stepped back to let her precede out first. She berated him. She called him stupid, old-fashioned. He was stunned. So in some cases, 
not everybody understands that we are supposed to understand women. They just don't get it. Is that a true story? Huh? Is that a true story? No, an absolutely true story. The lawyer was Barry Slotnick, my friend. And he was in he was in shock and he called me. And I think that, you know, with the Oscars, they're taking blacks, whites, Hungarians with one leg. They do, <laughs> they do all kinds of things. But now that we're honoring women, not everybody understands. Listen, men can't make a baby. Word is some guys on radio can't even make a woman. But I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not the type to even say something like that. I know, but here, well, you are the type exactly to say something like that, by the way. But, but on a serious note, Cindy, and, and please don't take this the wrong way, but I think you're very guilty of this, too. And uh, there are mixed messages, sweetheart. Like, on one hand, you want me to pull the chair out for you. But on the other hand, if we're at, a, I don't know, a dinner together, you want to eviscerate me in front of 300 people. So how should I treat women and Cindy Adams when that is the case, when you kind of want it both ways, sweetheart? Well, the first thing is you have to pick up the check when we have dinner. <laughs> That's the first thing, you cheap thing. That's the only thing that I want understood okay. at this very moment. Wait a and second. Wait, 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 wait. You're the one with the penthouse and the $10 million yes. and, the, and the driver? I had to take yes. it over that night. I intend to keep all of it. I intend to keep all of it and give none to you because I've heard your program. And I don't know why anybody would pay you. Who am I talking to, by the way? <laughs> Listen, are you going to Come on the air with me on my show one day. No, serious. No, you've invited me a bunch. Of, uh, but I don't know if you're serious. Are you serious? Yeah, of course I am. I've asked you repeatedly. Yes. But you won't come on. Why don't you come? Because because you think you're texting me and you're texting Bill O'Reilly. You've never texted me once. Not once. I don't have your text number. If I give you the number today, will you text me? Yes. Are you going to give it to me on the air so everybody can hear it? Sure. 646. Wait a minute. 646. No, I'm kidding. I'm not going to give you the rest of it. Cindy, I'm a very famous person. I could be stalked. You're not person. You're not a famous person. Uh-huh. I know who you are, Ralph. I know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, you know, exactly. you, know how, you know how I know I'm not famous, Cindy Adams? I'll tell you how I know I'm not famous. You know how? What? I've never been in your column once. Not once. If I I'm, knew what you did, I, I make, would put Cindy, you in the column. I, ho- I can't figure out what the hell you do. I co-host the number one morning show in New York City. I'm in three movies, an Amazon Prime TV series. i got a new book coming out. What else do you want me to do? What else when can I do have, to make your column? you have this Fakakta book coming out? In August. You're in the now book. I should, ne- I should write about it now. It's coming out in August. I didn't say now, but you're in the book, by the way. You're mentioned as one of the great talents I work with every week here at WABC. But maybe by June, you could just put a damn sentence in. I don't know, Cindy, something. I'll be out. Are I'm- you going to send me a free copy now? No, you have to order it. Pre-order on Amazon like everybody else. I need the money. No, I- you order it on Amazon. I, I got to make the best. Was- Cindy, I got to make the best seller list. You got to buy it. I'm not going to buy it. Oh. I mean, how do I have my million-dollar apartment <laughs> and my car and driver if I have to spend money on this nonsense? You're right. You- <laughs> You're right. I'm going to send you a, a signed copy. It's $28. I can't wait I'll to do it. I'll take care of it. I'll take care. I'll write about you. I don't know what the hell you do, but I will <laughs> write about you. Are you going to come on with me? Yes. I'm going I'm, I'm to I'm put you on hold with Luke for one second, but before you go, all seriousness, yes. I think you're the funniest, Thanks. the cutest. I Thanks. love you. So, and I have to do this with every female guest I've got. I know it's obligatory and lame, but I have to ask you this. For a young lady today who wants to be the next Cindy Adams, what is your advice? Besides marry a Jewish guy and get rich and, and uh, sleep with, um, you know, half of uh, New York City. What? Did I say that? Marry a rich guy, sleep with every guy, and certainly don't listen to you. Other than that, there are no rules. Is that sad? 
Oh, God. You are brilliant. You're not even funny. You're brilliant. I, I love, love you. you. I love Listen, you, too. you stupid thing. Are you going to come on the air yes, with me or not? Yes, yes, yes. Stupid thing. I'm coming on. Okay. 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 <laughs> All right. Goodbye. I'll I talk to you, you soon. Goodbye. I love you, too. God, what is not to love there? She's brilliant. And, and didn't even wait. Didn't even wait to get the number. What did you hear at the very end there, Lou? What did I hear? Click. Yeah. See ya. Well, of course. Why does she need to talk to you anymore? She wants me to come on the show. Yeah, well, that's it. You know, I don't remember the last time somebody invited me on their show and ended the conversation with, and I quote, you stupid thing. <laughs> you didn't hear that Saturday? <laughs> oh, maybe I did, actually, now that you say that. <laughs> well, I don't know how we could do a better job than that. These, Not me, the ladies. My God. Cindy Adams, just amazing. Nancy Lieberman, Margot Katsimatidis, Emily Pankow, Judge Deneen Pirro. That was an unbelievable show this morning. And we had some guys, too. I mean, Johnny Russo, Bo Dito, they were great, too. Pete Morgan, Corey Zelnick. But, my God, those five ladies, that was as good as it gets. I am proud to host this show today, proud to work for John and Margot, and proud to be a part of International Women's Day right here on 77 WABC. Coming up next, we're going to play uh, Beat Sid, of course, the uh, women's sports version. <laughs> It's time to beat Bernie. It's time to beat Bernie. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters. You think you can beat Bernie? Good luck. It's time to beat Bernie. All right, welcome back to the Bernie and Sid Morning Show. I'm Pete Morgan, and I'm sponsoring this. <laughs> That's right, Lou. Funny how that works out. That's it. Special shout-out to Bernie. We love you, bro. Love him. Fight hard this week. We have a contestant from... Mooresville, North Carolina. Faith, she's a treatment coordinator. Good morning, Faith. Good morning. I'm excited to be talking to you as well. Love Bernie and Sid and all the guys, but great to have you on the show today, too, Pete. Fantastic to have you as a contestant. Good luck today. Um, where's Mooresville exactly? Uh, Mooresville is about 20 minutes north of Charlotte on Lake Norman. Gotcha. Nice and easy in and out of Charlotte Airport then. Yes, yes. Not far from Charlotte, Douglas at all. Fantastic. Okay. You know the, stu- the the routine here. It's five questions. Official scorekeeper today's Corey Zelnick. So here we go. <laughs> Number one. Very no cool. cheating. Okay. Nicknamed the first lady of freestyle, what Olympian yeah. shocked the world by winning her first gold medal at the 2012 Olympics at just 15 years of age? I'm not going to know this one. Just give a guess. I'm horrible at sports. Guess. I was okay. hoping for history, like with Bernie. I know. I well, five just for five the other day. Just guess. All right, next. Wrong, you two legged bag of anthrax All right, we'll hold off on the we'll hold off on the results until uh, we get sick. <laughs> Number two, in 2017, Gal Gadot appeared on the big screen as Diana Prince, better known as what superhero? Oh, uh, I want to say Black Panther. Wrong, you two legged bag of anthrax should be decent. That's unfortunate. I am a history person, Pete. I know. Well, listen, I didn't make the game. In literature. You can complain to Luke Legrano. All right. (laughs) Always always pass it off. That's right. Or Justin Ellick. Yes. So, number three. We're all for two. Come on. We need a couple uh, of correct answers here. From its first season in 2010 to its upcoming 12th season in 2022, what woman has appeared as a cast member in every season of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Oh, uh, Kyle Richards. There you go. Beauty. 
Beauty, one for three, Corey, correct? Yes, sir. Number four, what former New York Liberty players number 50 was the first and only number to be retired by UConn's women's basketball team? Oh, I was hoping you'd ask a question about UConn with college basketball. Um, well, think about so UConn's college blah, 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 basketball. Blah, blah. Think about think about it. You'll you'll come up with it. I just know UConn went forever without being broken or you know losing, mm-hmm. but I don't know any of the names of their players. Okay, wrong. You two legged back of Anthony should be Jesus. All right, let's try and salvage a two for five. Okay, at the one. At the uh, 1990, it doesn't say, Women's World Cup, what player removed her shirt after scoring on a championship-clinching penalty kick against China? I'm going to say uh, the hang girl. Mm, the no. hang girl. Oh, mm. so no. close. Bro, very, very close. It, it, it would have been the other choice. All right, one for five. Bern, uh, not yeah. Bernie, but Sid will be back in here now, and we'll yeah, see what he does. Oh, Sid's going to do great because it's sport. I don't know about yep. that. So, just hang tight. You'll talk to Sid after. He's on his way back in. Here he comes. He's coming in. Thanks, Faith. Hang with me. All right. Let's do it. Two to win. Two? Yeah. Okay. And and by the way, you'll be hard-pressed. Okay. All right, number one. sports? Yeah. No. No, no, it's combination. So, yeah, it's mostly women's sports. Okay. Nicknamed the first lady of freestyle. What Olympian shocked the world by winning her first Olympic gold medal at the 2012 London Olympics? At just 15 years of age. Oh, 2012, 15 years old, London. Um, I don't know. Wrong, you two-legged back of anthrax. Katie Ledecky. Katie Ledecky. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Ofer. I mean, two. I, I don't even feel badly about not getting that. I mean, I, I know you don't. No one knows That's that. why Katie Ledecky's parents. You'll, you'll get this. In okay. 2017, Gal Gadot appeared on the big screen as Diana Prince, better known as what superhero? Wonder Woman? Good boy. One for two. I only know one woman. That, that's part of the problem. That's why we have days like today. There's only one woman super, superhero. There you go, Corey. Wow. Sides Danielle. He just needs nice one score. more to that's win, it. correct? That's yes, our sir. official scorekeeper over there. All right. Thank you, Corey. Number three, from its first season in 2010. This is a layup for you. Yeah. To its upcoming 12th season in 2022, what woman has appeared as a cast member in every season of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Oh, so it's not Dolores. It ain't Jersey. The old housewives of Beverly Hills. Every season. I, I, I'm going to go with, I think I'm going to get this wrong, but I'm going to go with uh, Paris Hilton's uh, cousin. Um, uh, what is her name again? Uh, am I right on that? Is it the, is it the Hilton cousin? Yeah. Uh, Kylie, uh, Kyle, Kyle Richards. Oh, nice. Did I get it? Oh, it was wow. either her or winner. That's uh, a, one Kyle Richards. Very nice. How about that? Once the foul, too. So, that's right. And it counts. <laughs> All right. And one. So two for three. Number four, we'll finish it up. What former New York Liberty players number 50 was the first and only number to be retired by UConn's women basketball? Easy. Rebecca Lobo. That's right. I'm actually friends with Rebecca. All right. See, there by the go. way, so you guys thought I'd do poorly women, blah, blah, blah. Sit down, we don't get to you in like five minutes. And I've got three out of four. So don't ever underestimate what I know about women. Above no, and beyond no, nobody, nobody what under- you think I know about women, which you're right Nobody about. underestimated <laughs> you, bro. Okay. Okay, 1999 FIFA Women's World Cup. What player removed her shirt after scoring a championship? Randy Chastain. There you go. Mia four Hamm. out of five. Come on, baby. Four out of five. Come on. What Come a big on. effort by Sydney Arthur Rosenberg. Sid, say hello to Faith out of Moore. Mooresville, North Carolina. She's the treatment coordinator. Oh, hi, Faith. How are you, sweetie? Uh, 
I'm I'm great. I'm so excited to talk to you. We've talked once before. I live near the Charlotte area. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, I, 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 I told you. I told you that I, I uh, my father-in-law lives there, and we go down to Matthews Independence and all that. So that's right. We did have a conversation. That's right. Well, yeah, that's right. I knew when it was sports, I wasn't going to do well today. All right. I knew that. Well, you did uh, awesome. Yes. Well, thank you. Are you enjoying the uh, the International Women's Day interviews we've done and all that? Oh, my gosh. The show has been amazing today. You've done a fabulous job. Thank definitely. You. And I've loved having Pete Morgan on there, and I love that Lou is back with you. Yes. I love you, Faith. Ah, uh, he loves you, too. Well, we love you, Faith, and thank you for uh, listening all the time and calling in and getting involved. And you have yourself a beautiful North Carolina day, and call again soon. Okay, sweetheart? Okay, hon. You got it. Take care, Faith. We will uh, come back. We've got one more woman to talk to, and uh, you talk about pioneers and legends and all that good stuff. She's right there at the top of the list to add to a very impressive list. We'll come back and wrap things up with the very talented Rita Cosby right after this. Beat Carney, sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters on 77 WABC. Yeah, nice, Lou. Nice. Lou Rufino doing a tremendous job today. What are all these wonderful women? Margot Katsimatidis, Emily Pankow, Joe Janine Pirro, Nancy Lieberman, Cindy Adams, a couple of guys that wish they were women, Johnny Russo and Bo Deedle as well. But we wrap up the show with a, uh, a pioneer, a legend in news, television, and radio. Just a, a tremendous entertainer, a friend of mine for a very, very long time who does a great job every night on the station at 10 o'clock. It's Monster Ratings, Monster Ratings, and is here this morning to host after us, filling in for Brian Kilmeade for the next hour, and also host this roundtable at noon with all these women inside the, um, what, what is this called up here now, the uh, 77 or, what's the name of this station? It's called the Mega Complex. That's the what mega we complex, call it, right. right. She is, that voice, of course, is the great Rita Cosby. You know, you're just telling me a story. You asked me in the hallway, you congratulated me about my book. It's coming out in August. I did, which is going to be a big bestseller. You. And you've got to be on my show. I'm booking you right now. I can't wait. All right? You're you in the book, by the way. Show. You're in the book. Oh, no. Uh, yes, you are. Oh, no. But forget about my book. You were telling Uh-oh. me a story I gotta about... i got to find out what I'm, what I'm in the book Oh, for. it's all good. Don't okay, worry. Good. Don't worry. Uh, but you told me a better story about your book, which involves your father. Now, a lot of my book... It's about me and my dad. Remember how close we were? Yes, he died two I years do. ago. I do. So you actually had the opportunity to do a tour with your father? I did. I did a book tour with my dad, and it was amazing. And my father was a prisoner of war, rescued by American troops, told oh. the story at the end of his life. And when he told me the story, I was like, you know what? I got to share this because my dad was rescued by American troops. So to wow. me, it was a love letter to America. My dad's Polish. So that's why all this stuff that's been happening in Russia, Ukraine, is really close to home. But my dad was one of those guys who was an insurgent picking up Molotov cocktails, throwing them at tanks. So you know I'm cheering Zelensky of on course. and I'm cheering now, those insurgents uh, a, on. A couple of days ago, you were the clip of the day. So we played your audio on this show. And I can tell, I said to Bernie, I said, this is not just somebody doing news. This is near and dear to this person. I can tell just from that piece of audio. So clearly, like us, we're all about the Ukraine. But what do you think should really happen here? Don't you think at some point, as courageous as they are, as the bodies continue to pile up, that Zelensky and the Ukrainians have to say, okay? I'm hoping the U.S. does more. And in fact, we are understanding that 
the White House is going to be making an announcement to ban Russian oil. Yes. It is blood money. Yes. And that should happen ASAP. It should have happened weeks ago. It should have happened months ago. It should have happened years ago. It should have happened years ago. (laughs) And that would have put the Ukrainians in a better place. But they have the heart of a warrior. Um, You can't count that out. My dad survived the unimaginable. These guys could survive the unimaginable. And if the U.S. and the rest of the world gets their butt together, and maybe the rest of the world also bans Russian oil, maybe they have a good fighting chance. I mean, the world is rooting for this guy. Oh, I feel that way. That's an amazing thing. Even Russia. Even Russia. And even the Russian guys who get caught are like, I don't know what I was doing here. Uh, Right. They hate him. Right. They hate him. Even Stolichnaya is about to rebrand their vodka. No more Russia vodka. Stolichnaya. That's a big story today. Exactly. So I remember um, I used to, I got hooked on Nancy Grace years ago because I was following this this Casey Anthony story. You know, I'm friends with Jose Baez, the yes, attorney, yep. and I couldn't stop watching it. And then she had another story about another young girl that went missing, and it was just I couldn't stop. I was headline news all day. I was even on many times Jane Velez's Mitchell show many times. Then she found out I like pornography, and she stopped having me on. Anyway, <laughs> I'm being honest. Yeah, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. But Wait, a, that's not what I'm in the book for. No, right? no, I that's not. No, sure. no. Okay, all but, right. But I remember, <laughs> but you would be filling in. I'd be like, Rita Cosby's like really good. But that was well past. You already made your mark as a big-time TV and radio host. Yeah, I started out. In fact, I was the first female on Fox News. And Is I that remember right? getting a call. Um, I was a reporter and host in Charlotte, North Carolina. He just had a caller from North Carolina. And my wife, that. Danielle, lived in Charlotte yes. for 16 years. Oh, that's right. That's yes. right. So yes. I worked there at WBTV, the CBS affiliate. I was an anchor and reporter. And I got a call, and they said, we're starting this brand-new network. And and I thought, Fox News, Fox Sports, wait a minute, because that's all there was at the time, as you guys know. And I loved it. I met, actually, I remember meeting with Murdoch. It was even before Roger Ailes. It was Joe Piernan, wow. who was president of CBS, who started it. And I thought, this is such a great, I love the idea of telling all sides, fair and balanced. I love where they were going. And I was there for 10 great years. I loved it. 10 I, years. Yeah, 10 years. I loved well, who it. Who were some of the awesome. uh, well-known men who came along while you were there during those 10 years? It was oh, there were Hannity a lot. And- oh, I was literally, my door, like next door to me uh, was Alan Combs. Wow. Um, then I, I also had David so. Asman on the other side. I had uh, Bill, uh, Bill O'Reilly, of course. Uh, the great Bill O'Reilly was down just a few doors down. Uh, Sean was a few doors down. <laughs> so I got to, you know, so I, I was there at a great time and, and loved Fox and left. Actually, I got a better offer at NBC. It was well reported. So, um, so no, I've been blessed, but I love being here and, and well, I know, love uh, what we're doing uh, uh, here, uh, celebrating women and celebrating the best of it. There's no place that's better than this. I agree. And I was really happy. When they brought you back, because we worked together at WABC on the Cumulus. Yes, and, then you and left. we shared an office. We shared an office. Right? I, I, I was a mess. I'm sorry. Yeah, you, uh, by, and by the way, isn't that how funny is that? Sid had more stuff. Usually it's the girl yeah. who has the stuff, the gal who has the stuff. But Sid was the one who had all the stuff. Everyone's like, what are all these things, these yeah. foo-foo things? I'm like, oh, that's my that's my office mate. That's Sid. You no, know that, that was is. my home away from home. Let's just but we had like a great time. We, we had a great time. Love, and love and initially I'm like, I can't share an office with anybody, especially a girl. <laughs> Come on. And it, it was great. You were great. It was great. But I, I was so happy when John brought you back here. Thrilled to be back with him. And what a great time to be back here, yeah. too, Sid. I yeah. mean, it is booming. Um, and to have Lou Rafino to walk in Isn't here, cool? how cool is that? Isn't that cool? I'm so thrilled. I yeah. know. I just walked in. I'm like, it's like old home week. Yeah. And it's such a great time and such a great place. And how cool to hear. By the way, at my show, I'm going to be filling in, as you mentioned, for Brian. I have two awesome women. Speaking of women in the military, and we're talking about my dad. 
Um, and we wanted to make it timely, of course, with everything that's going on. But we have General Lori Sutton, uh, one of only uh, 15 female generals at the time. Wow. And we have the incredible Jessica Lynch, first successful rescue of an American sure. woman POW. Remember? I remember her very so, well. Yeah. Two great patriots and what a great time. So that's going to be when I come up at 10 o'clock just in All a few right, minutes. In about 40 seconds. Uh, you're great, lovely, beautiful. We love you. Thank God you're here. You're doing a I great job. I can't wait to read the chapter in the book. Yeah. Uh, now I'm really, I can't <laughs> wait, guys. <laughs> you're all in. Everybody in the studio is in the book at some point. Anyway, you're great. We'll talk to you at 10 o'clock. See you at 12 o'clock. Thank you. And of course, 10 o'clock tonight, Rita Cosby, the best in the business. Hey, you guys, it's a great job today, all of you. Uh, certainly Miss Bernard, as always, but what a way to step up. Lou Rafino, Luke Lograno, Justin Ellick, Frankie Diaz with an E, uh, Corey Zelnick, Pete Morgan, and our eight wonderful guests today. I'll be back tomorrow morning with a big show. Congressman Peter King, Joe Beningo, and a host of others at 6 a.m. 